not due for another vacation uh, until I don't know when. Uh, it has not yet been scheduled. It's 534 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. It's going to be a beautiful day today. Rain, thunderstorms, some could be severe. The potential of localized flooding. Gorgeous day. Welcome back. It's great to be back. <laughs> High of 77. More for tonight. Showers and thunderstorms. Low of 62. Tomorrow, a real gem. Partly cloudy and a high of 90. Ooh. It's uh, 70 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Hi, Marty. Hey, Vax. How are you? I'm fine. It, fe- it, fe- it seems like... Uh, it seems like I just saw you. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, how was vacation? Eh, we'll get into that. It was fine. <laughs> it was the kind of vacation where it's nothing but relaxation. Not a lot of activity. Not a lot planned. A couple days on the beach. And now here I am. And, and back here, this beautiful, wonderful Western Mass. Here's the funny part about it. I don't know if I should say this or use it now. I was swimming in a body of water. That was probably no more than a mile and a half from a nuclear power plant. And I still felt safer than swimming in the Connecticut River. <laughs> well, you know, if it's going to rain today, uh, we got to focus in on the turd cast. We're still looking for a sponsor for <laughs> the turd cast. There's got to be somebody willing to pitch in a few bucks just to help us out with the with the turd factor. <laughs> Scott Cohen will be joining us a little bit later on. A bunch of other stuff, too. It's 535 and Rock 102. Springfield Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 555 in Van Halen. With Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Rain and thunderstorms today. Some could be severe. Potential of localized flooding. A high of 77 for tonight. Showers and more thunderstorms. A low of 62. And for tomorrow, partly cloudy and a high of 90. It's uh, 69 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Marty is going to be with me all week long because Steve is uh, on vacation. He'll be back the following week. <laughs> and then he's going to get ready for some vacation time, which he desperately <laughs> needs. And uh, I think you'll be back for that. I'm here for a good chunk of July, it looks like. It's almost as if it's uh, it's becoming your show. I mean, I, I wouldn't go that far, but uh, I certainly mind. Keep, I don't mind keeping your seats warm when you guys uh, take your well, well-deserved. I think you guys really wanted a vacation for a long time. <laughs> And they just didn't have any alternative other than just putting on the pre-recorded best ofs or yeah, whatever? Yeah, well, I mean, there's, that's that's always still a possibility. Yeah. Maybe in December we can do that. But yeah. uh, as of right now, we're not really focused in on a best of Bax and Nagel show. But once they were like, hey, you know, you could fill in and it's fun when you do it with Bax. It's fun when you do it with Nagel. Uh, you know, why don't you guys take some vacation? All of a sudden they were like, here's all the weeks you're going to be working. <laughs> So that's cool. I don't need uh, I don't yeah. need anything to do for the next three months. Here's the week the week we're gonna make stand up comedy virtually impossible for you. <laughs> well, it's gonna be this is gonna be a this is gonna be a long week. I got yeah. a show tomorrow way up in the mountains, so that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be rough. And then Wednesday and Thursday we have the Mark Norman shows at Loft, so those are two shows, so seven and nine thirty. So I'll be getting out of there late. Yeah. So. That's a great. That's a great. A great booking for you guys. That guy is uh, is awesome. He's yeah. I was talking to Steve about it too. He's one of the guys that like you know started around the same time I did. You know, traveled in the same circles, have the same uh, kind of gigs one week. But to was the somehow next. able to use all that hard work and to turn it into something successful. He was. He was that's, somehow. That's when you kind of. He, that's where we. That's where we separated. Is where he was able to make it a really viable career for him, <laughs> making a lot of money. 
and I am still doing all of those gigs. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's he's kind enough to uh, to come in uh, Wednesday and Thursday, which is the only way we would get him out here in Western Mass now. Yeah. He's selling out everything. I think the the closest thing he has after this, I think, might be the Bushnell in Hartford, and I'm sure he'll sell that place out. Wow. Yeah, he's he's uh, so to be able to see him in a real kind of a tight, intimate environment like that, like a comedy club environment. It's, it's kind of special, so I hope that people who are listening get tickets. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Great news, everybody. The underwhelming season of the 2023 Boston Red Sox has been temporarily put on hold. What with this week's Major League All-Star break, Red Sox fans can now get a breather from having to watch the Red Sox despite having them win eight out of their last ten games, including the last five. Trust me, folks, it ain't going to last. It will, however, resume on Friday when they hit the road against the Cubs. Until then, we're left with tomorrow night's midseason classic at the T-Mobile Park in Seattle. So... Who's representing the Boston Red Sox in this year's All-Star Game? Well, about that. And it turns out, not one Boston Red Sox offensive player was named as a starter, nor were any of them named as reserve players. That leaves only reliever Kenley Jansen as the remaining player who will be representing the Boston Red Sox tomorrow. And because he's a reliever, there is absolutely no guarantee that Kenley Jansen will see any action whatsoever. But surely, there must be someone representing the Red Sox tonight, the Home Run Derby. Yeah, well, about that too. Apparently, nobody from the Boston Red Sox was invited to participate in the Home Run Derby. Why? Two reasons. The first of which is, the Home Run Derby is stupid. And then secondly, it's because everyone else thinks it's stupid too. Of course, you will find Mookie Betts participating at the Derby, but Mookie's not played for the Red Sox in three and a half seasons. He will, however, represent the Dodgers this week. In fact, he'll be one of four players representing the Dodgers during the All-Star game. Less than a full uh, less than a full year and a half after the Boston Red Sox let him go. Oh, man, this year's All-Star celebration will be so much fun to watch for all of us. The excitement, the thrills, the sense of longing of the Red Sox will someday be able to hold on to high-priced talent, and yet... While I could watch former Red Sox players play for other teams all day long, I find myself caught in the middle of a curious conundrum. What would I rather do with my time? Watch the home run derby and the all-star game tomorrow night? Or beat myself in the face with a claw hammer? I have to tell you, kind of leaning towards a claw hammer because it actually sounds less painful. But hey, and if I'm my yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Whatever's for dinner, grill it, roast it, smoke it, or bake it with a big green egg. See Michael at the East Longman of Rockies. He's a Rockies big green egghead. Michael knows the big green egg like the back of his hand. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 610 and ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, rainy and thunderstorms uh, today, some of which could be severe, potential of localized flooding, a high of 77, 69 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Marty Caproni will be uh, joining me all week long. Steve is on vacation back next Monday, and I believe he's going to be planning a quick vacation soon after that. So we'll be seeing you quite a bit. I'll be back here again and again. 
me tell you something. I uh, when it comes to vacations, now Steve's taking some extra time, and that's uh, that's all very well and good. Um, when I take time off, to me, a real good vacation isn't one of these things where there's a big itinerary of stuff schedule. No, there's no schedule. You wake up when you wake up. Uh, you go to bed when you go to bed, and whatever happens in between those two points in the day really is kind of it's all uh, gravy. Uh, it's all gravy. Yep. So when I go on vacation, I try to do as little as possible because to me, uh, a sedentary lifestyle <laughs> is the best li- lifestyle. I was going to say, I kind of live my life that way anyways. But Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, except I, I, I don't have to worry about work while I'm doing it. This radio show really cramping my uh, <laughs> my vacation-style yeah. career. Yeah, typically when I'm not on vacation, and it's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm kind of like sitting on my couch, you know, slumped down yeah, and, uh, with the dog next to me. I'm thinking, boy, I really should probably do some work. I should do something <laughs> around here. I should maybe do something uh, productive. And I go, mm. No, nah, I don't think I'm going to. Yeah. I don't see that happening today. Yeah. Uh, when I'm on vacation, I actually think less of the things I need to do and think of how can I avoid doing anything that sure. I need to do. <laughs> sure. And that's how I conducted my vacation. So you didn't, uh, you didn't really have anything pressing on your vacation that you had to do? Uh, I had to. The only thing that I had to do that was kind of on a schedule yep. is I would wake up, I would go to Duncan, grab some coffees. And uh, come back to the camper and prepare for a day at the beach. That's not uh, that's not too bad. We got two good days at the beach. Everything else was rainy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was beach all day. So I got, uh, you know, I, I got myself a little bit of color. You know, you can see that. Yeah, My yeah. swarthy Mediterranean skin. <laughs> the other thing I, uh, I didn't do during vacation is I didn't shave. That's nice. I didn't. Sh- I, 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 no, I think I, I think I shaved early in the week. And I haven't shaved since. Yeah, maybe growing a beard. Well, you know, I'm at the point now, and it's probably been like six days since I, yeah. I shaved. I'm at the point now where it's starting to kind of itch. But my wife really likes it. She says, oh, grow it. It, it. it looks great. Grow it. I'm like, yeah, but it itches my face. It's once you get past that first, that, that those two weeks, oh, then I you're know. good. I haven't had a full beard since the early 90s. I listen. I love. I go back and forth with the beard or the no beard, the thin beard, the the the, the bushy beard, back and forth, back and forth. But I like the beard, uh, particularly when I'm gaining weight, because it it def, it it at it, least it, there's some <laughs> definition to my face. You know what I mean? Otherwise, it just looks like a bag of mashed potatoes that someone drew eyes on. But when I have when I have the beard, it gives some sort of yeah. definition of where it, my neck starts. My my fear is, and I don't know if you, you, you so obviously like there's a lot of guys out there growing beards, and it's the big beard. Yeah, to me it adds a few years to their face. It yeah. makes them look older. You're looking right at me when you're saying it, and I believe me, I understand. Yeah, I have the I have the white now in the beard and everything else, and uh, but you know what? Uh, when you when you're growing a beard, you're pretty much giving up on your appearance, anyways. I think I'm going so. like two or three days away from maybe doing a comparison c- contrast yeah, online you- thing. Yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah, you know, A, you like it. A, me without one. B, with one. Which one do you prefer? Oh, do a poll. I do a poll yeah, and yeah. see what people think. You know, which, what, keep it or get rid of it. It's a weird thing. The the one thing I've noticed is that the people that are pro beard, yeah, like especially women, women who are pro beard are crazy about it. 
don't shave your beard, which <laughs> which is nice and everything. But like, it, it, as a guy, I've learned to never comment on a woman's appearance. I think I'm going to cut my hair short. Well, I think that's great. You you have a face where you can wear your hair either way. Right. That's the that's the that's right. the best way to resolve. Could you that. imagine just going up to a strange woman and be like, "Don't ever cut your hair with that face"? You yeah. know what I mean. I think the worst thing you can do to a woman is say, "What did you do <laughs> to your hair?" Yeah, it's a what bad. What is yeah. up with that? Yeah, it's a it's a bad. But for some reason, complete strange women that you don't even know just feel yeah. free to tell you exactly whether you should have a beard or not have a beard. So I I, I don't know if I uh, I don't know if I like it because I mean there's a lot of white. I, I like thing. it. I think it looks good. Yeah, even the five o'clock shout-out. It's a yeah. little. Uh, you got a little Don Johnson, Miami Vice, third commercial break. We're gonna yes. solve this thing going. All I need now is a linen jacket that I can push up to the elbows, <laughs> and, I'm, yeah. and a muscle shirt, and I'm practically Don Johnson. You went. You went on vacation, and you came back a uh, a slightly racist homicide detective yeah. who's just about to crack the case. Well, actually, what I was <laughs> doing on my on my vacation was like running like uh, ski boats, trying to get to to like the cartel. That's yeah, what yeah. I was. Yeah, that's, right. That's really all I. Really <laughs> tried to do but, but um yeah so it's a, it's a little bit of a debate she likes it i'm kind of on the fence about it but it is it is my face after all yeah. so ultimately the decision will be mine i but. mean she owns half of it <laughs> <laughs> you you can maybe get away with a goatee or listen i, I can't keep giving away halves every time there's a dispute <laughs> there's gonna be nothing left how have you talked to backslide he owns an eighth of a face but he seems really happy with this new wife <laughs> <laughs> he's dating again oh jesus i used to do you remember um jack Wel walsh welsh the the G gm uh ceo yeah yeah he wrote a book on uh corporate management how to be successful in business but right. and it became like the bible for everyone in business and every stupid fortune 100 company i'd ever worked for back in my business days they would always tout that book like it was like a cult the guys were like oh, oh, oh. and finally we were in a meeting once and they did anyone not read this book you know of course just i shoot my hand up and the guy's <laughs> like mr caproni why why wouldn't you read this book? i guess i really don't i don't believe that he's uh that bright and, I, <laughs> and the whole room was like was like came to this i go this yeah sure he made a billion dollars and, and sure i go he didn't sign a prenup <laughs> <laughs> and he's lost sixty-five percent of his income. Yeah, and his net worth. Now? Yeah, give me the guy who wrote the book. Like, yeah, now I don't know, man. I yeah. just, uh, I just, I, you know, I, I we'll see how this is going. This is like a a work in progress. And I think you know. I mean, I, we'll see. If, I haven't I haven't seen myself with a full beard since <clears throat> I was in my twenties. Well, I mean, then you have to kind of do it. Yeah, you, you kind of have to at some point. Why? Why not? I've had my appearance every which way. Everyone who knows me knows this. Like, if you really, my appearance changes every year. I'm either fat one year, skinny the next year, long hair, short mm -hmm. hair, beard, no beard, goatee. Right. I've had the only thing where I've drawn the line is the mustache. You you, you don't keep it, or I I shaved the beard one time into like the full bushy uh mustache i looked it's on my instagram uh, if, if anyone wants to <laughs> jump on there and look at it yeah. and i and i looked like a i look like a firefighter right before retirement you know like the big thick mustache sure i left the house and i just felt so self-conscious about it everywhere everywhere i walked i thought someone was going to put me on a list uh you know 
tell me I couldn't be within 100 feet of a school. So, so I immediately went home and shaved it off. But yeah. uh, other than that, I've I've done every iteration that you can do with your appearance. I feel like you should. Yeah. You I mean, live I, I, like I said, you know, you know, back when I was in like my teens and and uh, your early 20s, and every every young boy does this. The moment they can grow a single whisker, they think, "Dude, I, this thing is this thing. I look like a cough drop box. Yes. <laughs> this thing is uh, so full and supple." And yet, you know, you, you, when you're like 18 years old, you're trying to grow a beard. It's patchy, like this uh, errant hairs growing all over the place. And I don't want to be that guy because, to me, if that's the kind, the only kind of beard you, you can, can grow, grow, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, you don't want to look like you've been in an industrial accident. <laughs> you're missing one half of your face <laughs> where the burns were. I, I, um, when I went away to college. Not only did I grow a beard, but I grew my hair long. Dude, I did the same thing. Right. I did the same exact thing. I stopped caring. And I came home and walking up the driveway, and my mother and my father, my mother was kind of laughing. My father was shaking his head. I thought my father was going to beat me senseless and then <laughs> shave my head right there in the lawn. Yeah. But by the time Christmas break had come around, I had hair. This I think I have a picture of this also on my Instagram. My hair was down past my chest, and I had a full beard. And... Oddly enough, I looked like some interpretations of Jesus. And we went to Christmas Mass. We're leaving St. Patrick's Church at Christmas Mass. My brother is in tears the whole Mass laughing at this thing. And we're leaving the church, and the priest goes to shake my hand, you know, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Right. He goes to shake my hand, and he holds my hand, and he looks, and he goes, do you ever... Uh, you ever have anyone tell you? I, and I like point at the picture of Jesus on the wall, and I go, I get it once in a while. And he goes, well, happy birthday. <laughs> and sent me on my way. Yeah, I did the, I did the same thing in, in college, I think, for almost two years. Yeah. I didn't get a haircut. Yeah, same. same. So my hair was like down to down to my shoulders. Yep. And I didn't shave either because, right. you know. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to let it go, let it go. Well, I'm a college student. The last thing I can afford is a 99-cent Bic razor. Also a very fair <laughs> point. So I, I let it grow. I did not look like Jesus. I looked I looked like a like a chubby Portuguese guy who hasn't seen you know, a hair clipper <laughs> in years. And then uh, and, and my wife has seen pictures of uh, of that period of time. And basically, you know, her opinion is, you look like a creep. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, 19 years old well, probably was kind of a creep. I had my hair long, like real long, and. Uh, I knew I was like I'm. I'm gonna. Everyone's like, yeah, man, you're gonna keep. I was like, no, guys, I'm cutting this as soon as uh, first semester senior year starts because I'm selling out to the man because I know I want to get a job. <laughs> and um, you know, all my rich friends whose parents paid for their lifestyle didn't understand it. Yeah, man, don't sell out. And it's like, no, no, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have to start paying room and board at home and get an apartment like right away. So I'm gonna need short hair. Yeah. And I went to my my lady uh, Karen from the headquarters that used to be at the Fairfield Mall. Now sure. they've moved on the Memorial Drive. And I went to Karen. And she says, what are you doing? I says, well, I'm going to donate the hair to Locks of Love, the thing where they make the stuff or whatever. Sure. So they put it in a ponytail, and they clipped off the ponytail. And I, I was traumatized. I get why, you know, yeah. when women get their hair cut, they're re it's really an adjustment. I was traumatized. She goes, you want me to keep going? And I was like, no. So I leave. Now, I have probably a 10-inch ponytail in the bag or a foot-long ponytail in the bag that she hands me. Where I had her cut my hair, once she took the thing out, 
I had basically had a bob cut. <laughs> so I leave and I go over to my buddy's house and I ring the doorbell and my two buddies answer the door and immediately fall over laughing because <laughs> I'm standing at the door with a bob cut. And my buddy's like, uh, hey, you want a beer there, Renee? <laughs> I look like I look like a soccer mom. I immediately, I didn't even go in the house. I grabbed my car keys, got back in the car, drove back, and I was like, shave the rest of it. <laughs> she goes, I was trying to tell you that, but I didn't want to tell you that. So I won't even charge you for it. Please let me fix your head. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 628 and Steelers Wheel with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni. On Rock 102. Listen, it's going to be a, a crappy day uh, today and tonight. And in fact, there's a a possibility of some localized flooding, uh, thunderstorms. Some could be pretty severe and high of 77. It's uh, 69 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Marty Caproni is with me all week long. Uh, big show coming on uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Yep. Tell me about that again. So we got four shows um, at Loft Comedy Club. We're doing them downstairs for these because they're big shows. Yeah. That's what we do with the Michael Rappaport show. So instead of doing the, the comedy clubs normally upstairs, we usually have, you know, 100 or so people up there. We do the downstairs. We can put a lot more people in there. Uh, it's a lot of work to change it over. We have to black out the windows and everything. But we turn it into a really nice comedy club. And uh, we're having a 7 o'clock and I think a 9 or 9.30 show. And Mark Normand, who is one of the hottest comics in the country, he's on Rogan all the time now, which is yeah. a huge podcast. And he uh, he's blown up. He's he's really doing all like 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 seat venues everywhere. Which and, is what half of the loft is, right? Ten <laughs> percent. Uh, so, but he's, uh, you know, in order to work on some new material and have some fun, he likes to do some smaller venues, some intimate venues, so we were fortunate enough to get him. So he is coming here uh, Wednesday for two shows and Thursday for two shows. And if somebody wanted to buy tickets, what should they do? They should go to loftcomedyclub.com, and they should get tickets now, like right away now, because uh, they are moving, and uh, we want to sell this thing out. We want them to come back. I always feel like it's fun to trick people into coming to Chickabee. <laughs> Well, you said that the, when, when Rappaport was here that he loved the club. He had a blast. He did, he messaged me the next day, and yeah. he he posted. He was like, hey, Marty, just share whatever you want. Tag me in it. I'll put it up on my Instagram. He's got like 2.2, 2.5 million followers, yeah. which was really nice of him. And then he shot me a message the next day. He's like, hey, man, I come back again. He goes, I really enjoy the club. What a cool crowd. What a cool thing. He he got a standing ovation walking on stage. People, are, It's because they're so happy that there's somebody of any notable talent here. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm not. I, to be honest, I'm not surprised. No. I mean, it's been such a, 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 a <laughs> such a dirge of comedy for a long time well, that it's you, good to see to see it back. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, everyone Chickabee had a pedigree of comedy because of the the Yi family, the Hukilau. You know, um, the Hukilau. We had the biggest names in comedy always coming through Chickabee. Chickabee became kind of a running joke yeah. with comedians because they, hey, where are you from? Hey, Chickabee. Ah, Hukilau. Yeah, five minutes in the Hukilau. I have the same conversation with them all. And then once the Hukilau closed, there's this vacuum of no great play. We had Cabot, which was awesome for yeah. five or six years. Um, and we had, you know, some of the biggest comics in the country come through there. But now at Loft, they've partnered up with the guys from the Comedy Connection in Rhode Island, and we've just. We've really elevated, so we're having bigger and bigger names, and uh, having Mark Norman come through is awesome. I think one of the saddest parts about the Hookie Lao closing is Bob Nelson has not performed since <laughs> it closed. 
Bob with his uh, with his football helmet yeah, and his showboat of pads. Uh, right. I I had a I I did a comedy club called Bananas in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey. Have you ever heard of that? But um, back in the day, they used to used to if you listen to like Howard or all those things, they used to right. always plug. Uh, Stress Factory and Bananas. All every comic was like, "I'll be there this week, and I'll be at Bananas and Hasbrook Heights. I'll be at the Stress Factory." But I used to dream about being a comedian. You know what I mean? I used yeah. to daydream. I'd working for Coca Cola, driving in my stupid Coke van, listening like religiously in the morning, just so I could hear the comedians. So I finally get to do Bananas in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey, and I pull up. It's in a Holiday Inn. <laughs> it's a temporary thing that they just they throw up a temporary backdrop and hang some dusty old plastic bananas that have been there for forty years. the The sound that they play before the show, I swear to God, it was like on a phonograph. You know, it was like you could sound like they had their own little bananas uh, jingle or whatever. And uh, the lady says to me, the old lady who was running, she goes, "You go on stage, you don't swear." You don't say anything offensive. You don't do this. I go, well, you know, I'm opening for Jesse May, and that's not her thing. She goes, well, her name's on the poster. You're nobody. I said, well, thank you for making me feel welcome. <laughs> thank you for making me feel welcome. I told Jess, she goes, be as vile as you want. I was like, okay. I was t- totally vile. I get done, and the old lady comes up to me. And she goes, it was very funny. It, you don't have to listen to me anymore. It's fine. You just do no, what you're doing. Yeah, that's good. But the funny part was they put up these temporary cardboard things at the ticket booth, which is really just a table where some guy <laughs> takes your money, <laughs> and they have all the comics who've done it, and it's yeah. like you know Chris Rock. But by far, most the most pictures are Bob Nelson with his football. <laughs> of course, of like course. what is he here every other week? They're like, oh, he does like five times a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> we got news coming up next. A rock. 635 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Kia. Get free maintenance on all new Kias at Gary Rome Kia. Uh, it's going to be uh, rainy uh, today, thunderstorms. Some could be severe. Ain't going to look good. High of 77, potential localized flooding, so be careful of that. No jackpot winners after Saturday's Powerball drawing for the massive $615 million prize, the 10th largest Powerball prize in history. Uh, Monday's estimated jackpot tonight. 650 uh, with a $328.3 million lump sum cash value. That's according to uh, to Powerball. A winner could be able to choose between uh, annuitized prize over 30 years to take the lump sum. Uh, there have now been 34 consecutive drawings without a winner. And then tomorrow night, Mega Millions is at $480 million. My goodness. You know, I, I mean, every time there's a big jackpot, you know, it, Everyone thinks, well, this is the one. This is the one I'm going to win. <laughs> yeah. Even if I have to split it with 10 people, I'll be happy to find a way to squeeze by with, uh, you know, 65 million if I have to. But I just, I can't even, I can't even imagine how that initial moment must feel when you realize, oh my God, I think I've won. I, well, you know, not too many years ago, uh, a lady who worked, I think she worked at Mercy. Um, she bought a Powerball ticket at the Pride in Chicopee, where I Mavis Wanzik. where I would, yeah, where yeah. I would buy my Powerball tickets. I went to bed. I woke up in the morning. I had thirty-five texts from people like, "Is it you? Is it you? Is it you?" And I was like, "What are they talking about?" And then it was the same place I bought the Powerball. She she won the Powerball there. Yeah, she was at work, 
and I, I kind of knew through the grapevine, I know the guy that she worked with, she she was at work and found the, the winning ticket, and the guy was like, don't tell anybody, and he like followed her home that night to make sure she got home. I'm safe. sure everybody wanted to follow and, her home that night. Well, you know, one of the funny things that I see happen is everyone um, likes to crap on her, like, can you believe, you know, the, she she just moved out of town. I was like, what do you think you, I would do the same thing, that kind of money, it doesn't change who you are as a person, it changes everybody around you. Yeah. I mean, I love you, Bax, but if you won the Powerball tonight, I would come in here fully the next day, and I would just be hinting at every problem I ever had in my life. Oh, <laughs> this kid needs to go to college, Bax. You know what I mean? He's, want me to go get coffees? You want to just hand me five hundred thousand? I'll just go get the coffee. I'll keep the change. You know, my doctor says I may need a new kidney sometime in the next twenty-five <laughs> right. years. That that kind of money. But what's to say about the psychology of all of us that we're like, when it's a hundred million, we're like, mm, I'm gonna wait till it gets up there. You know? Yeah. I know. Like ten million is not going to change your life. <laughs> ten billion dollars would would uh, would change my life. And then you know, and, and to to Mavis Wanzik's credit, because I actually do credit her for yeah. being very good about this, because she didn't go out into the public. Yep. She didn't make a big deal. Her name got out there, but then she just shut it all down, and yeah. no one knows where. Good for her. She is. If you won a billion dollars, <laughs> think about that. If you won a billion dollars. Would you choose Chicopee as the place you'd live? Yes. You would. <laughs> I, but, I, most people, <laughs> but most people wouldn't live in Chicopee or Springfield or Holyoke no. or anywhere near western Massachusetts. I'd do what she they did. Would which is, they would move into the woods. Right. I would do what she did, which is probably move into the woods somewhere on a mountain. I'd spend a good million dollars having the entire thing done up with motion detectors and, and uh, everything else. And then I would just live out my life. As an eccentric billionaire. Of course. But here's a good question for you. If somebody could open their checkbook and write a check, what's the amount of money do you think they'd write a check that would be life? Like you'd be like, thank you. Like you have significantly changed my life. Uh, I would have to think it'd be a million. Think about a million would change it. Yeah. I think a million would probably would probably change it. This is why I know you're doing better than me. <laughs> I think of that. And I go, honestly, $200,000, $250,000 to me is almost as much as winning Powerball. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, like, I understand what you're saying, but would you, let's say you had a traditional job. Right. Okay? Because, I mean. What are you saying? You're saying uh, filling in? <laughs> yeah, filling in on a part-time basis on Rock 102 and running a comedy club. I wouldn't say it's like traditional. Doing uh, a string of gigs in VFW halls is not a tradition job? No, I wouldn't say that tr it's traditional piecework. But um, you know, No say, one else has to plug their buffet every week? No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. But 20 bucks is your chicken dinner. But if you were like working like an office job. Yeah. $250,000 would probably not be enough for me to say I quit. Yeah. I, I, I'm To me, like a life-changing experience would be how much would it take for me to say, I think we're done here. Yeah. A million dollars, I think, would be a good start to say, I think we're all set. Thank you very much. It's time for me to move on with my life. A million dollars would do it. 250000 while I would not turn my nose away at it. Yeah. $250,000 takes care of a good deal of debt, you know, put your kids through college, you know, all right. that kind of stuff. But it, it wouldn't change your life so dramatically that you'd never have to work again. I, but my goal is never to not work again. I like to work. You know what I mean? I like to be busy. I like to do shows. I like to do this. I mm -hmm. like to. But 
250 like if i opened up my mail and there's like hey happy birthday marty here's two hundred fifty thousand dollars, i fall to my knees and cry the same way i would if i won 400 <laughs> million dollars in this stupid powerball sure but i will make this commitment to you i'm gonna buy a powerball ticket tonight and a mega millions ticket and if i win i'm gonna give you a million dollars i'm gonna change your life really one stipulation once you say that's it i'm done i'm moving on I am not coming in here every single day. <laughs> 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 well, here's here's the thing. Um, you know, part as, as like you know, quitting your job uh, is concerned. I have two thousand nine hundred eighty-eight days before I leave this godforsaken <laughs> business. One of my favorite one of my favorite things is that you literally have it down to the hour. Oh, I do. Seventeen hours, eighteen <laughs> minutes, and sixteen seconds. <laughs> I got it right here. Got it right here on the phone. And uh, every but you day, love it. You love it. You oh, love yeah. it. Every, 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 day every second of it. All, t- also, thirty-eight seconds. I'll tell you what. The the, the day I broke the three thousand, uh, the three thousand days remaining, I was like, okay, it's coming. It's Little coming. Party. Twenty-nine eighty-eight. With that close. Anyway, uh, if I if I won a million dollars between say the time I got like a thousand days left or five hundred yeah. days left. I might skip the next 500 days and say I think we're we're all we're all set. You're good. Yeah, You're I will be good. But if you have won a million dollars now, uh, you know there's a lot of time to kill between then and now. So I'm not sure how I would uh, respond to that. I I I think you'd still come in. I I honestly think for all the uh, BS and yeah. you having, I think you enjoy this job. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm an optimist. Yeah, yeah, you're something. I, I don't know. It's been a long thirty years. <laughs> uh, this is a hell of a story. Uh, Boston investor Nicholas Spagnola, best uh, known locally for his attempted uh, attempt to reinvigorate uh, Club Castaway and Waitley. Remember, Ooh. they wanted to turn uh, Club sure. Castaway into a topless dispensary. Terrible idea. <clears throat> oh, I don't. I to me. If I'm going in for one thing, I can't be distracted by another. How are these girls going to be on stage trying to dance when they're just playing all awful jam band music? I, I, you I know, don't know. Your set's 84 minutes of a fish song. Right. <laughs> you know? Anyway, Mr. Spagnola is part of a uh, another partnership that bought a Holy Oak landmark on Friday. Spagnola and his business partner uh, bought Jay's Bed and Breakfast on uh, Dwight Street in Holyoke for $610,000. Wait. <laughs> Someone... Had a bed and breakfast on Dwight Street in Hoyoke. You imagine looking in your it, it, like oh, your your triple A. Well, your triple A gave uh, this place three stars. I'm going on Priceline and I'm going on Airbnb after this, and I'm looking up the reviews. I want to see the uh, breakfast I, was lovely. Could have could have gone without the stab wounds. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me back up. It, it, that's not three stars. That's three bullet holes. I I misunderstood the legend on it. <laughs> Water views of the Hoyo Canal. <laughs> Can watch the bodies float by. Oh yeah, you just, it just there's so much to do and uh, so much to enjoy in Holyoke. So there's a bed and breakfast there's in Holyoke. There, well, there there had been, uh, but it has now uh, been shut down. Uh, the Holyoke Inn was built in 1880, long known as the Judge Moriarty Mansion, and uh, Spagnola and his uh, is a partner. Masis Kumjian, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, they are looking to convert it 
into a veterans housing or rehabilitation center or a sober home or housing for senior citizens. Now, because this guy's involved in Club Castaway, I'm a little surprised that they did not turn this into the same kind of uh, business as Club Castaway. Can you imagine how excited the people of Holyoke would be to have the return of of uh, gentlemen's entertainment the, in Holyoke? The porn in the corn home for wayward women and unemployed exotic dancers. Can you imagine Shower an Hour returning <laughs> to Holyoke? Uh, what was the they had one in Holyoke? The Ray Street Pub. The Ray Street the Pub. The Ray Street Pub. And uh, boy, that was a popular place for a long, long time. It ended to, up un, it ended unceremoniously, right? Did like uh, allegedly the owner like end up in the street firing a gun or something? Or I, I don't remember the specifics. I know it was a it was an eventful uh, yeah, shutting down, shutting but I don't down. remember the exact event. I do know. That uh, when you tell me that <laughs> this that the new place could be a, a veterans uh, you, you home, uh, housing for senior citizens. Yeah, yeah. I think the one and only time I went to the Ray Street Pub, <laughs> the only people in there were senior citizens, <laughs> <laughs> including some of all the dancers. Those, all those people. Yeah. I. Uh, wow. I mean, listen. Kudos to them if they want to do something nice for for veterans. <laughs> they didn't say veterans of what though. So it, it, it could be, be anything. Right. Veterans of the of the adult entertainment uh, industry. <laughs> yeah. So, um, good luck with all of that. It's, it's too bad it won't. It will not. They are saying that it will not reopen as a bed and breakfast. You know, sadly, they paid six hundred thousand dollars for this. Half of that would have changed my life. <laughs> You would have quit your job they, they for, a, for a quarter of that. They that, could that have made me fall to my knees in gratitude and cry, and instead they invested in buying a bed and breakfast in Dwight Street, New York. The Pioneer Valley forecast again, rain and thunderstorms today, some of which could be severe with potential flooding uh, in certain localized areas, a high of 77. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms, low of 62. For tomorrow, partly cloudy, a high of 90. It's 69 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House Liquors. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 655 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni and Rock 102. Uh, real quick about the uh, the weather. It's not uh, it's not all that great. Uh, rain and thunderstorms today. Some could be severe. Localized flooding is a possibility with a high of 77, 70 degrees right now in uh, in downtown Springfield. Uh, real, real quick uh, here. Uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week. Oh, yes. My guest is uh, Joe Keithley from the uh, the hardcore band DOA, the Canadian hardcore band DOA. Now, the cool part about this is uh, they are not only re-releasing an album they did, a 40th anniversary of their album called Warren 45, uh, and he's got a new solo album out, but he's also a city councilor in the city of Burnaby, British Columbia. <laughs> it's a city of 250,000 people. Oh, so he's, that's like a big job. It's a big deal, and uh, Guy is absolutely fascinating really really cool guy amazing stories and that's available uh right now on apple podcast uh soundcloud spotify google podcast and rock102.com and in case you missed it last week my guest was kenny aronoff uh the drummer originally from uh, stockbridge yep. one of the most recorded drummers in history so you can check that out also on uh, all of that brought to you by uh, znm home buyers on uh, rock102.com that's great there you have it so now you go. Uh, Scott Cohen is going to be joining us in just a few minutes. We'll talk uh, sports. In studio. In studio. Oh, boy, I got questions. 
Yeah, yeah we, well, it's the All-Star week, uh, break, so we'll uh, talk about that, some other stuff, too. Coming up in uh, just a few minutes at 6.57 on Rock 102. GG by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't mean to brag, but I'm getting along okay financially. I pay my bills. I fulfill my weekly obligations. I'm able to flip plenty of food on the table. But like anybody else, I can be just a minute away from a devastating financial collapse. One that drains my accounts, ruins my credit, tax on additional time to my retirement count, which as of right now, I shall repeat, 2,988 days from today. But for a guy like Tom Brady, watching his investments suddenly evaporate into thin air, that has to be completely devastating. On Friday, the New York Times reported that Tom Brady's financial holdings in the FXT cryptocurrency company ended abruptly when the company filed for bankruptcy protection back in November. According to the Times, the company, which Brady promoted in a carefully crafted advertising campaign, fell apart after its CEO was slapped with a variety of federal charges of alleged fraud. But that's not even the interesting part. Following the charges of the bankruptcy filing and all FXT stocks was then rendered worthless. That includes stock owned by Tom Brady, who's said to have lost over $30 million. Of course, he's not the only A-list celebrity to lose their shirt. Same thing happened to Shaquille O'Neal, Larry David, and Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors. Now, had this been either you or me, this would have been terrible financial news. Horrible news. Horrible, life-altering news that would have left any one of us in total ruin. However, Tom Brady made $45.2 million last year. That still leaves him with $15.2 million to spend. He also just had that 10-year, $3,375 million contract he's supposed to get from Fox. And oh yeah, he also has a net worth of $250 million, minus $30 million, which means he still has $220 million left to his name. How is he going to survive on something like that? I do not know. All I can tell you is, is that we should all be in such great shape. Because if this had been me, I would not take this very well. But hey, and of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your deck's dirty, your fence is filthy, deck wash, fence wash, patio wash, and house wash are all on sale at Rocky's. So are cabin exterior stains and a lot more. Pretty the place up and save a few bucks while you're doing it with mole armor washes and cabin stains from your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Two Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-11 and 38 special with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in all week. And uh, right now, I am delighted to welcome him back. <laughs> what a honor and pleasure. Hmm. Well, look at that. To have Marty Caproni filling yes, in. Yes, great to be here. Let's <laughs> talk baseball and Patriots. <laughs> you know, it's like I, when I got, jumped in the car to drive down here, it was great to hear uh, Marty's voice because <laughs> now we actually might have three people having a discussion about sports well, I don't as know opposed about that. to two. <laughs> I don't so. know. Scott Cohen is here. It's good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. Welcome back from vacay. Thank you very much. Yeah, you got um, the facial hair going. Yeah, I'm, uh, it was talk, it was, Marty and I were talking about it earlier. My wife likes it, and I'm kind of on the fence because I'm at the point now where it's just, it's just nothing but uh, a source of itching. And that's... Sure. And that's it. And I haven't had a beard since, you know, early 90s. So it's like, uh, like how many like a days full of beard. growth is this now? I think I, uh, the, I think I shaved last Monday. So it's a full week. That's a week. Yeah. Huh. You'll be good in another week. 
Oh, I could You'll be listen. Good. I could I could hold my breath and push it out if I really <laughs> like a fuzzy pumper barber shop. I, I yeah. beg your pardon. You're Portuguese. It's almost like being Italian. Give it another week. Yeah, it's close, right? I know some Portuguese women that there's like yeah, three I was days. Gonna say, yeah, and, and Miss Chickabee, I think, has a uh, really nice goatee that she grows hey, in every week. Take it easy. Oh, hey. Take it easy. Yeah, so I'm I'm debating whether it's going to. Uh, my wife wants me to, wants to see what it's going to look like, and I don't even know if it's going to be the same that it was back in the '90s. I right. think it's going to be a little fuller. So when we'll I see. was, um, it's funny when you were telling that story. I was laughing because um, when I was uh, when I first started out in TV, um, you know, I was I right out of college. I was you know 21 going on 22, and. Um, I had a, you know, big old baby face. And, you know, when you get your first TV job, you're just trying to move up to, you know, to the next level and this and that. And, you know, of course, so what's what's the first thing you do when you want to try to look older? You grow a try to grow a mustache. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so, you know, back in the 80s, you know, mustaches were in. So I they weren't. (laughs) (laughs) You told yourself that, but they've never been in. I told myself that. (laughs) So I tried to grow a mustache and um, I I it didn't really work out very well. No, it's like my thing is, if you're going to if you're going to have facial hair, and you got you guys were talking about it earlier. It's like you know you got the guy who's trying to do the beard and like uh, the south side over here. There's like nothing there. Yeah. And you have to be able to. Some guys can grow them and they look. They just look great. And other guys grow them and you're like you know seriously, dude. Yeah. Well, I was. You're like uh, one of those guys where it looked like you didn't get full full sun. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It just. It just didn't work out because yeah. I could never do it. But with you, that's that's the key to decide whether you're going to keep it if you really can make it look the way it's supposed to look yeah remember, remember when uh madsen tried to grow one yeah he looked good dave man dave used to always do that and he did it in some ways to stick it up management's rear end he would go on vacation <laughs> and he you know he, he let it go and he'd come back with the goatee and you know even even a friend and a colleague like me you know i we all are comfortable with the way Dave looks all the time and then he comes back with the goatee and you're just like come on man seriously but yeah yeah he's he has it now he well, looks good if he was looking to stick it up management's rear end he should have went with the mustache but thank goodness my my mustache days are over all right good so let's let's get into the, uh, the heart of it here uh it is the all-star break it is uh the re- the Red Sox are not very well represented in the All Star. They are not. Race. They have <laughs> two guys selling hot dogs at the game. Yeah, yeah. one uh, guy is parking cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and Kenley Jansen. It's a, he's literally, he's li- really, literally the only reason that he's on the team. Yeah. is because of the rule that every team needs to be represented. It's almost like a, you know, like a, a sympathy. You yeah. know what? Everybody so, gets a trophy. Everybody gets a trophy. <laughs> well, and the thing is, it, you know, okay, so he's on, he's on the team. He's a reliever, which yep. means there's a very good possibility he doesn't see a moment of action. And he pitched, and he pitched yesterday, which will, which only will solidify that. Exactly. Message. He's, he's just there for the, for the press conference, the cream puffs, and the, you know, for the drill. You know, and and uh, tonight is is the home run, home run derby, and uh, again, no Red Sox uh, participating in this. Although you know, Mookie Betts will be there if you want to see that. Technically, and JD Martinez will why, play tomorrow why night. Why can't so the Red Sox get players like I that? I don't know why. Why can't they hold on to players <laughs> like that? But 
I've tried very, very hard over the years to give the home run derby a shot. And you can't. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's just so worthless. And And, contrived. And and ESPN works so hard over time to make this into something that it's simply not. Yeah. So, so A, I agree with you completely. <laughs> and, you know, I was, I'm never a big Monday night uh, all-star game uh, festivity watcher because life's too short for that. But I, I will tell you this. Yesterday while I was on the couch watching the U.S. Open, I was, I, they were, you know, I saw promos for, for, the, for the all-star game. I, I want to watch Mookie Betts in the home run derby tonight. I, I'm I'm gonna sit and I'm gonna tune in for him I, if nothing else. I used to love the home run derby, but I'm kind of with you because they've 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 overplayed their hand trying to make it interesting. And I checked out the year when they had those like Century Twenty One was one of the sponsors, and mm-hmm. they were like, "If your guy wins, you get a house," you know. But oh, I, I remember that. Yeah, and I think like a comedian, I'm like, that's really great and everything. But what about the other four people who just lost a house? <laughs> I was like, if I was one of those people, I'd be back there just shooting my guy up with HGH. Don't worry about it. It's vitamin B12. Get back out there. Yeah, right. that back. Whatever, my family's depending on you. Right. My family's depending on you. Yeah. Um, I just feel like it's 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 overcomplicated now. It's, that's it, it's not it's, just as enjoyable as it used to be. If you were going to put the best home run hitters in the home run derby, I'd say, okay, right. this Welcome. might be interesting. But you're putting the guys who are like the second tier home run hitters. And technically the the, the the person I'm telling you that I'm tuning in for Mookie Betts is one of those second tier yeah. home run hitters. Well, that's exactly my point. You know, you know back in the day uh-huh. when you had like Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa and you know Ken Griffey right. Jr. like okay, well or you know, Barry Bonds. Now you've got you know guys with substantial you know w- you know power, it, it may be, you know, <laughs> medically induced or whatever. Yep. But you know those are the best home run hitters. It's not like these guys aren't great players. They're all great players, but right. it's like you're not really showing off the best power hitters in baseball. No, and 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 to uh, to your point, um, and it, it may be a case of you know uh, maybe maybe 10, 10, 12 years ago, fifteen years ago, you were more of a baseball fan than you are now. I think one of the issues with the home run derby tonight is you know for unless you are a hard hardcore. Major League Baseball fan. I mean, even if you weren't, you knew who Barry Bonds was, right. you knew who Sammy Sosa was, yeah. uh, Ken Griffey, everybody knows those guys. There are going to be guys in the home run derby tonight that you have no idea who they are. Yeah. I, I mean, if you're really being honest, you're going to sit there, I've, who, I don't know who he is, I don't even know who he plays for. But only a hardcore baseball fan will know these players tonight. And like you say, there's less and less of because we were just talking about this off the air. Like you know, it's really hard for either one of us to, to get, get into it. baseball anymore. Yeah. Yep. It's and it's just and, and we've talked about this before, you and me, where it's you know a lot of it has to do with baseball's own doing. It's like they have not been able to 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 take advantage of marketing their players the way the NBA has or yep. the NFL has. And even to the point now where even even the NHL is starting to market their players a little yeah. bit more, and baseball simply hasn't. And you know, I don't know why that is. I, I think it's not you know it's not it's not a, a game for 
it's not a game for everyone, I think, again, like it was when uh, when I was a kid or when you guys were kids. Uh, there, you know, there's just there's just so so many more things for young people to be involved in uh, and, and and to follow. Um, you know, I, I, I know that the, you know, they, they're trying to speed the game up now, you know, with the pitch clock and all that other kind of nonsense, but yeah. you're right. It there's, I don't even like that makes me check out too. Like I, I'm a, maybe I'm a traditionalist. I don't, right. yeah. I don't like why they're like, Oh, this guy gets a, the pitcher didn't pitch fast enough. Now it's a thing. I'm like, I don't baseball had enough rules before it's right. got even yeah. more now. I just don't, I don't connect with it the way I did, you know, back you know, I think the rules have made it worse. I, I think yeah. it's, um, most Me of these too. rules are nonsense. How about this? How about how about uh, this description? Baseball is much more of a local, uh, regional game as opposed to uh, basketball and football. If if the Red Sox are playing well, everybody and I'm going to use that term loosely. Everybody in New England is completely tuned in and is is hanging on every pitch. But people, but if if they're not, you just don't care. There, you don't have that same tribal connection to a baseball team. I think that that we do to football. Well, to Bax's point too, they used to have more character. Like you, you tuned into the Red Sox all season long because you knew the players, you yeah. understood who they were, you liked their chemistry together, everything else. Now it's maybe it's the money. There's so much money or whatever. It's just it's there's not enough personality. There's not enough cohesiveness with the unit there's no story there's no so you just feel detached and i'm like one of those people i hate to say it but it's like eh, if they make the playoffs you know i'll watch that's when you'll tune in right yeah i remember i remember when when david ortiz and again you know listen i was doing this for a living uh for crying out loud when david ortiz was at his best in a red sox uniform you know you had the you had the game on at night and you would literally uh oh uh ortiz is batting second next inning Go to the commercial. You sat down in front of the TV because you never knew yep. what the possibilities were. You, they don't. Red, the Red Sox don't have that now. Yeah. O three o four. My my buddy uh, Michael Neal and I. We used to go. We went to like thirty or forty games that that year. And the feeling in the park used to be like, all we got to do is get to Manny or Ortiz because every time we did, yep, game over. Yeah. You know, someone was hitting a home run. There was some theatrics. It was going to extra innings. It was whatever. Yeah. I, I don't feel like there's that confidence anymore. There's not that connection to a player like there was. I think I, I think there's a part of it though. There's there's a nostalgic part of baseball that doesn't exist in other sports. Like for example, I could probably name just about everybody in the starting lineup of the '75 Red Sox. You, you could, yeah, you know, everybody from you know, Petroselli to Yastrzemski to Denny Doyle, if I really needed yep. to. Yep. But if I were to if I were to be honest, and I said, well, what's the starting lineup of the Red Sox today? I do. Ooh, gee. Uh, is people. Mookie still playing with them? Right. It's like, you know, is Xander Bogart still in the Red Sox? That's the kind of question you have. I just don't think the people. Biggest they, star for the Red Sox right now, Fenway Park. It's the reason that people are still going to games. I've, yeah. It's actually true. I, I've said that. Uh, yeah. it, it's, a, it's a tourist attraction. Yep, that's it. It doesn't matter how good the team is. They're going to get 37,000 people there every Friday, Saturday, right. and Sunday night. If not in the park, the tickets are sold. It's it's a it's a tourist attraction. Yeah, I feel like now they know it. So a lot of times they they'll dog two or three years, yeah. save some money on payroll. But here, but here, they, here's know. the ridiculous part about it: you can't even say that they're playing bad baseball. I was just gonna that. That's a perfect segue, buddy. Because we, it, 
Yeah, because I mean, they're, they're, I mean, granted, they're in last place, but they've just won nine out of the last ten. They're on a five-game winning streak. They're yeah. playing good. They're, they're over five hundred. They're two games. They're two games out of a wild card spot right now. The Yankees, for all the money that they spend, they're only two games better than the Red Sox are right now. And the Sox, they uh, they've had flashes of brilliance, but for the most part, <clears throat> they've been completely mediocre. Yeah, it's like, look, we've got the the second half of the teams, second half of the season is coming up. The first part of the schedule after the All Star break, the teams they're playing are weak. They had they they are. Right now, they are. They have done enough to keep our attention. Well, what what's your prediction? Do you think the All Star break? Usually, you would say you know teams either heat up or they cool or what? Do you think it's the All Star break is coming at a, a really tough time for the Red Sox because they're just hitting momentum now? Or do you think they come back with the same momentum or even better? I'm they... I th- I'm I'm more I'm more bullish on the second half than okay. than uh, than I am. You think uh, they make the playoffs? Yeah, I, I think they've got right. the possibility of doing that. Maybe I'll Again, watch as, a game now. As much, yeah, right, exactly. Just, <laughs> See, and, and I predict mathematical elimination. Yeah, That's just, 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 just me. All habits die hard. As much as we want to criticize and have management, and for good reason, this this team would be in first place in, in a different division. Um, they like so they've won five in a row. Right. They're they are in contention for an all star spot. That's there's a lot to be said for that. Uh, we are just about all out of time. Uh, uh, we didn't get to uh, any of the other stuff I had listed, which actually was none. It was just all Red Sox and <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> all Star yeah, that is, you know, um, uh, good to see you. Good to see you. you. You're, you're you're crushing it. I mean, let's not get crazy. Here. And uh, <laughs> uh, hello, hello, yeah, hello, uh, hello. Yeah, this uh, guy. Uh, there's me here uh, too. That's for the effort. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you. Good to see you guys too. Back Thanks. to Nagel and Marty Caproni, and along with Scott Cohen. It's uh, 7:25 on Rock 102. Rock 102. It's 8:20. It's 7:29 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Uh, hey, uh, Wings, you like them? I love wings. I love them, too. We're going to celebrate our favorite finger food of the wing thing, brought to you by Aqua Pump and Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements on Sunday, August 13th. Come spend the afternoon at the beautiful Barney Estate in Forest Park. Enjoy wings of all kinds, uh, boneless, uh, boned-in, tossed, uh, breaded, non-breaded, mm. non-tossed. It's about it. Also, hors d'oeuvres, adult beverages are for sale, yard games, live music from a double dose of Dave. Uh, I don't know who that Dave guy is. I, I'm going to investigate that further. <laughs> Tickets are on sale now at rock102.com. It's the wing thing tossed and sauced by the Log Rolling Catering, Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics, Sunday, August 13th at the Barney Estate and Forest Park. Always a good time. Make sure you, you get your tickets now from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. I kind of want to go to that. It's a good one. If you like wings, it's a it's a good one to I go mean, to. Look at me. You think I got this body from not liking wings? <laughs> I like them too much. You know, you're not one of these guys. Hey, listen, I have to draw the line. I, there's oh, only hey, so whoa, much. Whoa, whoa, wings. These are unhealthy, you guys. <laughs> Just more of the celery sticks and carrots, please. <laughs> we got news coming up next to Rock 102. The lobster rolls are back at the nines. Visit your local 99 today and try their famous colossal lobster rolls. 100% North Atlantic lobster piled high on grilled brioche, served hot buttered oil. It's just about 7.32 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni. It's time for news brought to you by, hold on, let me just, ah, yes, Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today and get 0% financing on select models. No jackpot winners in Saturday's Powerball drawing, which means that tonight's jackpot could reach $650 million. And if you took it all in one lump sum, 
it's only $328.3 million. I don't know how you're going to squeeze by with that one, but that's what it's going to wind up being. 34 consecutive drawings without a big winner. And if you don't win tonight, tomorrow night, Mega Millions, uh, that jackpot sits at $480 million. I mean, what are you, what are you going to do with that kind of money? Oh, I've got uh, I've got some you big got some plans. plans. Yeah, I got big. I got well. I mean, it's all, you know. I mean, I'll give uh, you know, I'll give some money to some family members. Uh, that'll shut them up for a little while, and then, uh, <laughs> and then I'll uh, then I'll tell the boss. Uh, Listen, I'm uh, I can think of about four hundred thousand reasons that I can't come into work ever again, and then uh, and then that's it. You know, I got some wealthy family members, and I think only one or two have ever really. Been like, hey man, let's help you out. Let's throw you mm. some money. So uh, I think if I win, out of spite, nobody in the family gets money except for the yeah, <laughs> except for the arty wealthy ones that were like, here you go. See, I have a, a long family history of uh, very, very unambitious <laughs> layabouts. The, the, the Baxendale clan, oh, yeah. not known for <laughs> not it's... not known for accumulating big giant gobs of wealth. <laughs> so if I were to win. I would be, in fact, the first rich person in my family in generations. Oh, wow. That we, I know of one other family member that had money, had no children, and then gave all that money away to Harvard, where he never even went. Uh, see, that doesn't that crush your soul on some level? Here's the ironic part about it, Marty. Um, there was a guy named Baxendale. Who uh, was kind the, of a rich-sounding name, by the way? Yeah, it really sounds Lord a lot Baxendale more. Lord Baxendale of the Baxendale Street. Yeah. Oh, the, ooh, the, the Baxendales. <laughs> are you from the Rehoboth Baxendales? <laughs> it sounds a lot more sophisticated, but yeah. but uh, but we really are not uh, as sophisticated or erudite as we appear. <laughs> um, this guy was the inventor of the steel shanked shoe. Oh, like like the <clears throat> like the, the point, like the Timberland, like the work boot, like the, the work, like yeah, the yeah. work boot. He made okay. he made tons of money off yeah. this, and uh, he was an uneducated layabout like everybody else. Sure. But he had one good idea in his life, and he had a rich wife. So what happened was when he died, apparently he bought like this island, yeah, yeah, yeah. off of Cape Cod, and I don't even remember the name of the island because, quite frankly, uh, he sold it to Harvard University. Because okay. he used to, he used, he was such a, he was such a, a phony, this guy, that he would like to hang out with like all these intellectuals. So he'd yeah, invite yeah. them over to the, to the island to hang out with he and his wife. They'd throw all these parties. This is just what I'm reading from the, the history books. Anyway, uh, he dies. Neither one of them have any, uh, children. But, uh, here's where, where irony and cruelty mix. <laughs> because he left all the money and the island to Harvard. If your name is Baxendale or Hudson, which was his wife's maiden name, okay, there is a scholarship at Harvard cool. for for anybody uh, of those two families to go to Harvard. Well, there you go. There has never been <laughs> a since a Baxendale smart enough <laughs> to go to Harvard to get into Harvard, <laughs> meaning that that money is still out there accumulating. Uh, <laughs> interest and the and the the island is still in their possession i believe but uh yeah uh there's a scholarship for a baxendale and no baxendale has ever been able to take advantage of it well uh you know my kid's getting close to college age if you wouldn't mind adopting her right before (laughs) 
she submits to Harvard, that would yeah. be great. Yeah, well, is she smart enough to get into Harvard? Yeah. Really? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's great. I thought for a while my kids were going to be smart enough. But <laughs> they, they didn't They didn't go. They didn't I, go. You know, uh, I'm the only dumb one in my family, and, but I'm not the only uh, failure story in my family. <laughs> so, like, you were talking about your relatives that made One of my great-grandfathers, he, he, you know, Absorbing Jr.? I do. Yeah, he made that. That was him? That was your family? So he worked for some rich guy around here in Springfield that had horses or whatever. He made the form. He used to rub it on the horses to at night and whatever. And then uh, the rich guy hurt himself, so the rich guy was uh, doing it or whatever. And then uh, and then this is the, st- the family story my mother used to tell me, at least, so I'm paraphrasing. And then uh, allegedly what happened was... Uh, the rich guy was like, wow, this stuff is a miracle worker. It made my, my legs and back feel better. And he took the recipe and patented it and made the Absorbing Junior. Uh, wow. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, was, was any of those riches passed along no, to you? No, not one. No? Not one. In fact, we were talking about the lottery earlier, and I, I don't know if I told you this story before about how when we were kids, my uh, my parents always played the same lottery number. It was for the whatever it was, the big game or Mega Millions or whatever. It was a million-dollar prize. They right. Did. And uh, one year, my grandmother, my father's mother, said, for the for Christmas this year, I'm getting you guys the season pass of the lottery tickets. So don't, don't get it. My mother said, okay, but... I'm going to give you the numbers. You have to play the numbers. And my mother knew that my grandmother would probably screw this up, so she kept buying the tickets. Then it was almost Christmas time, and my grandmother says, no, I got the tickets. And my mother says, okay, you got the numbers? She said, yep. So my mother doesn't play go get the numbers that week. Yep. I wake up to my parents crying and jumping up and down because we won a million dollars. And my dad was like, you can get any toy you want. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> and we all jumped in the car at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. And we drove over to my grandmother's to get the ticket. And she, my grandmother starts jumping up and down. And she's crying. We're all finally going to be successful Capronis. And then, uh, and then my mom goes, go get the ticket. So my grandmother goes up in the cupboard and comes down with the ticket and hands it to my mom. And everyone's jumping around and high five. And then I just watch as my mother's face changes to like this anger and disappointment. And my mother goes, see, this isn't the ticket. It doesn't have the numbers. And my grandmother goes, well, no, I didn't play those. You guys have never won with those. So I got, I got my own. And my mother goes, well, how do you think we would have known that we had the winner if it wasn't our numbers? <laughs> and then my grandmother goes, oh. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Put your sorries in a sock, Nana. And in that moment, I realized why some families uh, will, like, uh, one guy will just snap and kill a whole generation of their family. I mean, it's it's not recommended, but you can understand why that kind of thing could happen. Yeah, it was one of those uh, those places. A uh, parking lot wedged between West Columbus Avenue and the Amtrak tracks at the edge of Springfield's downtown will likely be replaced with more parkland starting as early as next year. It'll be a green space divided by a sloping, beautiful sloping concrete walkway mm. leading down to a refurbished and improved underpass. Ooh, this thing, they make it sound, they're really selling it. Uh, beneath those Amtrak tracks leading to Riverfront Park. That's according to an artist rendering uh, the city uh, had been circulating since 2019. Uh, Patrick Sullivan, the city's executive director of Parks, Building, and Recreation, said, uh, what we're doing is creating a permanent to ADA access uh, into the park. The old stairway, which is inaccessible to those using wheelchairs and inconvenient to anybody with a stroller or a rolling picnic cooler, will be replaced with the ramp. 
The Armory Quadrangle Civic Association is the neighborhood council for the city's uh, business-heavy Metro Center neighborhood. They've been arguing for years for better access to Riverfront Park. The reason why this is being uh, brought up again is because over the weekend, there were problems uh, with access to the park for the fireworks. And Richie Neal got involved, the mayor got involved, and Amtrak said, okay, well, fine, but, you know, we still have a lot of trains running past there all the time. This is one of the reasons why I think, and we've talked about this before. (laughs) Here we go. That if you had thought in advance of how to design a waterfront piece of property, you would not have put train tracks or a major interstate highway in the way. Right. And that's exactly what you have. And this is the problem that will dog the city for generations because you have access to what could be the most valuable piece of real estate in the city, and you've destroyed it by putting these two things there. And this goes back to our earlier conversation about when it's time to redo that stretch of 91. We should have a little dig. They should put it underground. It should be named the Baxendale uh, Tunnel. And uh, I just asked for a Caproni exit to 291 that heads towards <laughs> Chicopee. And, you know, Richie Neal can make that happen. You know, this guy makes stuff happen. Look, he made that happen down there. You know, this is – Richie – listen – Richie's done his job. You know, he got your union station. He's done a couple things Mayor along the Dom, way. Dom, that guy, those are guys that makes we make stuff happen. They make they make right. stuff happen. But you know, in a, in a situation like this, where they're talking about trying to you know connect a bike trail that goes from McKnight all the way to Riverfront Park, but they can't because all these things are in the way. Yeah. You know, when they when they're talking about those kinds of things, when they're talking about access into the park, which is interrupted because you have thirteen train Amtrak trains you know, going through there you know, twice a day, then you have to say, okay, well, then what's the answer here? How do you have this great riverfront property Yeah, and make it inaccessible? They've had a, they've had, you, you've heard about the elevator? Yeah. So that elevator that's down there, which yeah. is supposed to put you over to that walkway, which leads down into, right. that thing has been out of operation for years. Yeah. I think they tried to fix it, but guess what? It broke right away. And they still haven't fixed it. So if you had the possibility of just walking over from Columbus Avenue <laughs> without hey, a highway in your way or some train tracks, it. this is this is what I'm talking about. I mean, you got to appeal to the interest. Just think politically of the amount of favor that you could curry with your constituents by having a small, big dig size project right here in Western Massachusetts. Every dump truck, dirt hauling business, everyone would benefit. And ultimately, at the end of the day, the city would benefit from that. Right? Right. I mean, you would acquire a waterfront where then you could develop it like like Cleveland or any of these major cities on a waterway that have have, Providence. They made their own water. Providence, Baltimore, Portsmouth. You can go on and on. Right. You, You could do that right here in Springfield with a little bit of vision. And a few billion dollars. <laughs> so well, if you win Powerball. <laughs> well, the thing about it is, you know, a couple of years ago, and now you're talking like almost 15, 15 years ago or yep. so, you know, Boston decided, you know what we really, truly need? More convention space. Sure. So they built an $800 million convention yep. center. Boston didn't need extra convention space. No. They got 15 different convention spaces in the city already. No. A- everything from the... 
from the uh, the TD Garden to you, you name it. There's all kinds of places you can go for a convention, but they still wind up getting the state to figure out a way. Right. To dump uh, eight hundred million dollars. Eight hundred million dollars. I understand that moving a highway under the underground and maybe a tunnel of, for for train tracks underground is expensive and costly. But think of the long-term ramifications of what could be developed at that riverfront. To me, it's penny-wise, pound-foolish. Yep. Because you redid the highway, and it does nothing for no. It it, it does nothing to benefit the city and in a way that has long-term ramifications. Right. And you have this beautiful area that you could have. You know, we got to do something with Bondies. You know, maybe we talk to our sponsor, the Turdcast, when we get them, and we. <laughs> And we, you know, we developed that riverfront right there. I'm telling you, yeah. all the potential in the world. But will it happen? I'm, I, I, I'm not uh, confident about it. But to <laughs> me, it makes the most amount of sense. It does. That's we're gonna lobby for that. And someday, backs if it's within the next 2,088 days, you will be able to go down there and cut the ribbon. I'd be happy to for the Baxendale Tunnel. Because you know what, people need to have access to that river. They do, and the reason why is a violent thunderstorm with heavy rain on Saturday <laughs> overwhelmed the Springfield's combined storm water with raw sewage, causing a release of more than nine million gallons. Only of un- nine. We're improving thirteen million last time we talked about this. I love the way that they're uh, describing it. Over nine million dollars of untreated effluent. Effluent. Yes. Well, you'll have to look that one up. Uh, from into the Connecticut and Mill Rivers on Saturday, residents Springfield, West Springfield, Agawam, and Longmeadow are warned to avoid contact with the river for at least 48 hours after the release. That was Saturday. Today's Monday. That's about 48 hours. Just in time for nothing but rain and thunderstorms today. On the turd meter right now, we are a light beige moving into a heavy brown. Yes. Of course, <laughs> it's not the only contaminated body of water that's been uh, been mean, pointed out in Massachusetts. Uh, summer may be spoiled for swimmers in Massachusetts. High level of human waste were found at 50 beaches around the Bay State. Only 50? Only 50. The Massachusetts <laughs> Department... Where didn't someone take a dump on the beach? Well, really- <laughs> you know, that's that's a good question, Marty. I don't have an answer for you. The Massachusetts Department of Public Health is warning swimmers to stay out of water at 50 local beaches after water quality <laughs> was tested. Beaches spanning multiple counties in the state, all being monitored for dangerously high levels of human waste among those here in western massachusetts robinson state park in agawam okay uh cold the cold river pool in charlemont wait a pool (laughs) in the pool now now we're just doing it in municipal pools (laughs) mossert's pond in clarksburg uh benedict pond beach in monterey and south pond beach in southwick oh which always seem to be so clean to begin with High levels Shut. of waste are likely due to recent rainfall that has washed bacteria into the water. With almost a weekly rainstorm since April, the waste runoff is, in their words, excessive. So uh, take that. Well, this would be a great time to play a commercial for the Rhode Island Board of Tourism. <laughs> Come to our great crystal clear beaches. And beautiful waters. Now, 75% human waste free. Let's put it this way. I was in New Hampshire last week on vacation swimming in the Atlantic Ocean, probably no more than a mile away from a (laughs) nuclear power plant. And you're more comfortable. I felt safer in that water. Then I would dip in my toe at the uh, <laughs> in the shallows of the of the of the river. Oh my God! 
Well, you know, uh, I guess this would be a great place for, like, if we had a pool sponsor on the show. <laughs> Right. Well, yeah, we we do from time to time have uh, you know water treatment uh, companies uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. doing sponsorships, and I would imagine this is a very busy time for them. <laughs> Does Aqua Pump do filtering? Does Aqua Pump? <laughs> just curious. They, they seem to have a good contract for, with them. Well, for the pump and into the house, exactly. <laughs> is, it's seven. <laughs> it's going to be uh, rainy today, so you might not want to be swimming in the river. <laughs> no thunderstorms some could be severe potentially localized flooding and you know what that means the turd factor <laughs> raises that much uh, more we're moving to a heavy brown to a high, <laughs> to high, a heavy. high of 77 it's 70 degrees right now at rock 102 rock 102 springfield's classic rock 755 and queen with bax and nagel and marty caproni on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, crappy today. Uh, if you're looking to swim, I would not suggest a river <laughs> or uh, some certain ponds in the area. Even a pool. There's even a pool. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's like one of the nature-built pools <laughs> yeah. or whatever, but uh, apparently some runoff. I really hope so. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, there's some ins- there, otherwise, there's some really interesting security video out there. Yeah, rain and thunderstorms today. Some of them uh, could be severe. Uh, potential of localized flooding, a high of 77. It's about 70 degrees right now in downtown springfield marty caproni is here all week steve will be back uh the following week will he start uh, planning his next vacation which is coming up <laughs> soon after that and uh, and there you go but uh big show for for uh loft on thursday and friday on thursday uh no on wednesday and thursday i'm sorry That's wednesday, okay. thursday. wednesday thursday so normally we do that buffet i'm out here pitching the 20 dollars buffet but we're not going to do that this thursday because uh wednesday and thursday we have two shows each uh with mark normand uh, I you may you may catch me on stage there with Mark, so uh, it'll it'll be uh, it'll be fun. Uh, I'll be tired uh, by the, by Friday. I'll be a zombie in here. I'll do my best. Uh, but you you've kind of uh, built yourself a a situation here yeah, where um, a little bit <laughs> this might just been it might have been the, the worst possible week for you to fill in for it, Steve. It it couldn't be worse. Uh, <laughs> actually, to be honest, to be frank with you. Because Tuesday I have to drive up to the mountains and do a show and then uh, drive right back. So uh, I'll be on a few hours of sleep and then I'll try to sleep Wednesday after the show. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Wednesday night I will be there at Loft and uh, Thursday night at View Street Tavern in Chicopee, 92 View Street. Um, Telling everybody he is literally one of the best comedians in the country for a reason. Selling out all over the place, 3,000 seaters, everything else. Coming here to Chickabee to do these shows in an intimate environment. You can find them online if you look up Mark Normand. Um, it's going to be awesome. Uh, so get tickets now at loftcomedyclub.com. Perfect. It's uh, 758 with Bax Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. Springfield's classic rock is everywhere. Rock102.com. The TuneIn app. And your smart speaker. Thanks to the stream team. Rock 102 and Hool Construction. Hool are the experts in hospital, private, medical, commercial... And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, great news, everyone. The underwhelming season of the 2023 Boston Red Sox has been temporarily put on hold. With this week's Major League All-Star break, Red Sox fans will also get a breather from having to watch the Red Sox 
despite them winning eight out of their last ten games, including their last five. Trust me, folks, that ain't going to last. It will, however, resume on Friday when they hit the road against the Cubs. Until then, you're left with tomorrow night's midseason classic at the T-Mobile Park in Seattle. So who's representing the Boston Red Sox in this year's All-Star Game? Yeah, well, about that. As it turns out, not one Boston Red Sox offensive player was named as a starter, and nor were there any named as as a reserve on the reserve roster. That only leaves reliever Kenley Jansen as the only player to be representing the Red Sox tomorrow night, and because he's a reliever, there's absolutely no guarantee that Kenley Jansen will see any action at all whatsoever. But surely, there must be somebody representing the Red Sox tonight in the Home Run Derby. Yeah, well, about that too. Apparently, nobody from the Red Sox was invited to participate in the Home Run Derby. Why? Two reasons. The first one is because the Home Run Derby is stupid. And then secondly, it's because everyone else thinks it's kind of stupid too. Of course, you will find Mookie Betts participating in the Derby, but Mookie hasn't played for the Red Sox in three and a half seasons. He will, however, be representing the Dodgers this week. In fact, he's one of four players representing the Dodgers during the All-Star game, including JT, J.D. Martinez. Less than a year, a full year after the Red Sox let him go, too. Oh, man, this All-Star celebration is going to be so much fun to watch for all of us. The excitement, the thrills, the sense of longing that the Red Sox will someday be able to hold on to high-priced talent. And yet, well, I got to watch former Red Sox players play all day long. I find myself caught in the middle of a curious conundrum. What would I rather do to, bu- to bide my time? Watch the home run derby and the all-star game tomorrow night or beat myself in the face with a claw hammer? Got to tell you, kind of leading towards a claw hammer because that actually sounds less painful. But hey, you never mind yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Whatever's for dinner tonight, grill it, roast it, smoke it, bake it on the big green egg. And see Michael at the East Lawman Rockies. He's a he's the Rockies' big green egghead. Michael knows more about the big green egg than maybe the big green egg people know about the big green egg. Good people, rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8-12 and Rush with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni and Rock 102. Uh, did you go to uh, fireworks? No. I, uh, I get them in my neighborhood enough, you mm. know, with all the idiots that live near me. Uh, every 4th of July is a weird thing where uh, those of us that are responsible in the neighborhood have to be vigilant to make sure our houses don't burn down. <laughs> I, uh, Chickabee, so, you know. No, I, I get that. I mean, I've, you know, I've been to the... Uh, the Chickabee fireworks at the, at the park. I wasn't there this year, but I heard that they there was some sort of mishap and they all went off like a one shot or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of people on Facebook, really. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're from Chickabee. We're better than this. I was like, well, I mean, I'm from yeah, Chickabee. I don't know. I don't I mean, we are. <laughs> the time I the, the times I've gone to 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 uh, the Zot Park to see the the oh yeah <laughs> to see him, I, I've always been kind of uh, impressed by the fact that. You've just seen a multimillion-dollar fireworks display, and yet people around the area, uh, you know, don't believe that's quite the end. Yeah, and right. and they'll shoot fireworks off in their driveways without any regard to the fact that there are, you know, uh, domiciles made of wood, and it's, wood is a <laughs> is, is fl- a flammable substance, and uh, they just don't care. They, they just keep on going and going. And you remember during the pandemic when everyone was home, and then they started handing out all the free money. Yeah. My neighborhood, I swear to God, they celebrated all summer. It was just firework after firework after firework. And it was like, 
I can't wait for this pandemic to be over and this money to dry up so that I don't have to worry about sitting here out in my backyard with a garden hose waiting for my house to catch on fire. <laughs> because it was like every night for like four yeah. weeks after the, it was like 4th of July all the way through the 4th of August. So, um, you know, in New Hampshire, they're legal. Yeah. You, know, you can, you can buy, you can buy, you know, just about New anything Hampshire, you want. Everything is legal. Pretty Nothing much. is illegal. Although you know, it's, it's interesting. You, you can buy fireworks, but you can't buy weed in uh you can't buy cannabis in in new hampshire makes no sense to me whatsoever i think they don't want you to do that because um because you can get fireworks while you're high <laughs> yeah because i mean hey, well, actually, you know it's weird because they got those state-run liquor stores up yeah. there and you would think well you know if you're if you're willing to have a state-run liquor store if you're willing to a state-run weed store if, if the state government is willing to endorse you know alcoholism sure. What could possibly go wrong with endorsing free fire sure. <laughs> indiscriminate fireworks? So, a um, couple of uh, things have happened over the uh, the last couple of days. There was a a young boy in uh, the Boston area uh, blew his hand off at Hyde Park, uh, fiddling around uh, with uh, with uh, with fireworks, uh, partial amputation. That that'll uh, uh-huh. that'll teach him. But there's another story. <laughs> Wait, how old is this kid? Before he's I- thirteen. But non-life-threatening injuries, but he's uh, lost a finger or two, and uh, he's going to be okay. But, right, okay. Uh, you know, he's... If he's, he was, like, 20, I had a whole bunch of jokes about his nickname being Lefty. For no, I, I, un- I understand. So, it's, it's going to slow down his uh, his ability to type very quickly <laughs> and bowling <laughs> scores. <laughs> uh, but in the state of Maryland, uh, something happened on the 5th. Uh, deputy fire marshals, along with the uh, Charles County Sheriff's Office, responded uh, to a call of a person injured from a fireworks explosion. According to the release, a group of friends were gathering, uh, setting off fireworks behind a residence when a mortar went off in the hands of 20-year-old Damon Hammond of Waldorf, uh, and uh, he died. Now, if you had... A mortar. I was going to say mortar, the operative word. Yeah. I mean, if, if you had like a salute in your hands, that's yeah. not going to be good. Having the little poppers, that's not You burn yourself with a sparkler. Wayward bottle rocket. Yeah. I, I get it. It's it's all kinds of uh, fun. You know, Roman candle perhaps. But when you're talking about like a mortar and you've, you're holding this in your hands, the moment it's lit is the moment it should no longer be held in your hands. It shouldn't be. It's a mortar. Yeah. They... It's a mortar. And, you know, we've talked about this before. You know, these uh, these stories of, like, the guy trying to you know blow fireworks off the top of his head. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Suddenly no longer having one. Yeah, yeah, things. Or, or the guy you know, blasting stuff off his chest. Proof of natural selection as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's our own way. You know, they said the tall dinosaurs were able to live longer because they could get to the top branches. Well, the people that don't put a mortar on top of their head and light it are the ones that uh, get to have a family and mm-hmm. have kids and continue a bloodline. And then the guy who's like, yeah, let me just light this mortar and throw it like a tennis ball. That's the guy <laughs> who shouldn't uh, continue to breed, no. you know? When we were, uh, I was watching a video on, on Reddit uh, yesterday, and I don't know how, I believe this one is a new video. I have not seen this one before, so I think it's a fairly recent, of a guy who's uh, lit off fireworks. Yeah. Uh, hit you know lit the wick uh, or lit the fuse placed a bucket on top of it and decided to sit down on the bucket oh that's a real bright idea what uh, could go wrong well apparently the bucket was not strong enough to hold the <laughs> uh 
the explosion and uh, sparks flew all over the place. And this uh, this idiot decided to sit on top of it. Now, uh, I know, I'm not a smart guy, but I know that if something is lit on fire yeah, and yeah. it's explosive, I'm not going to put my buttocks down on top of it no. or any of my other bits and pieces. What do you what do you think that funeral looks like? You know? <laughs> I mean, it can be the open. The charred bucket next to the casket. Yeah. He lived a great life. <laughs> so tragic. Who could have seen this coming? I mean, at that point, everybody just, around them. Yeah, like if anyone that I'm really close with dies and they ask me to speak at a funeral and they died because they they lit a firework and sat on a bucket, I'm going to be like, all right, I'm going to give the appropriate eulogy for the way they died, as it should be. You know, <laughs> We're gonna, who could have saw this coming? All of us, because yeah. we knew he was an idiot from the day he was born. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, it's a burden off his parents. We're going to miss Jeff. <laughs> right. Not as much as Jeff would have missed his testicles and buttocks <laughs> oh, had he survived the blast. But uh, so we were in New Hampshire uh, you know, on, on the 4th. And our, so in like Hamden Beach, they, they do fireworks oh, every yeah. week. Oh, they have to. They do. What did you refer to it as? Chicken be by the sea. <laughs> Thank you. Chicken be by the sea. And and this did not uh this did not change that at all. We were we were gonna drive into Hampton Beach and uh and, and and see the fireworks, but traffic was ridiculous. So we pulled off into a into a a parking lot and then we wound up walking down an embankment and trying to watch the fireworks right. from underneath a bridge. Actually it was very beautiful and there was a bunch of people around uh, around the bridge but because these things are now are, are legal in new hampshire yeah there's people all around you oh, blasting yeah. off sure. these you know, mortars all over the place over over the water they're blasting them to the right of us they're blasting them across the water on the other end of the bridge and it's and we're still like another 45 minutes before the fireworks display kicks off at nine it's not the professionals it's this is akin to going to a comedy club, and then they, you just let people from the crowd for the first thirty minutes of the show just happen to get up on yeah. stage and be like, "Oh, let's just see how this goes." <laughs> Remember when and, when Farley talked about living in a van down by, by the, the river? river. <laughs> we were watching fireworks next to a van down by the river. <laughs> down by the river, it's on fire underneath a bridge. We're we're literally surrounded by maybe the biggest, stupidest bunch of people in, in the world. Now. Couple of things happened. One, you had this gigantic cloud of of, uh, of smoke from uh, previously lit fireworks, plus fog, plus <laughs> you know Canadian oh, smoke. All the recipes for a safe, enjoyable Fourth of July. <laughs> the fireworks display goes off, and you couldn't see any of them. All you could see was like the bottom part of each explosion. You just saw like like smoke and clouds being lit into colors, but you only saw like the bottom part of of each firework you could have just turned a flashlight on and off in everyone's face and been like this is the display yeah there that's you go. that was that was about it so i mean it was like i mean I, and I, i've always felt like the bottom part of a firework really is the best part but <laughs> sure. but uh we decided uh maybe like five minutes into it that this is stupid done let's get out of here before the traffic kicks in and smart. that's and that's what we did smart but nobody in on the beach that we were sitting in blew off their fingers Kind of disappointment, like sad bit of this, like a I don't, small I don't party. I don't want to say I'm disappointed, I but I expect it. Nothing traumatic. You just wanted maybe like one pinky, just so everyone realized it was a bad idea this year. <laughs> yeah, just someone. Yeah, 
But uh, we watched a, this, I don't know if it was on Hulu or, or what it was, this whole uh, documentary about the Grucci family, the Grucci oh, brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. You, you know, I mean, they've been doing those, the Springfield fireworks for years. But I don't know if people realized what a big operation these people are. I mean, like they're like the biggest ones in the world. They're Italian, so you know, they're like, hey, hey burn my fingers off. Fireworks is the thing we do. It's our thing we own. And uh, good thing yeah. I got seven other fingers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Every time someone goes missing, they're like, uh, where are they? They just grind them up and throw them in a Grucci fire. <laughs> <laughs> but what an what an amazing. Uh, operation. Oh got. my God! It's incredible, and uh, I mean they've done fireworks all of them for the Olympics, for uh, the inauguration, right. and they've I'm just they've done them, you know, for forever, and they're amazing. And they know how to do them. But now you watch all these other companies that have popped up that are coming out and doing them, and then you get the thing where all the fireworks go off at once, or they don't go off, or someone blows their head off, or yeah. whatever. It's all these other knockoff companies. You know? Stick with what you know. Stick with the Gruchis. These, these things are like all computerized now. Like no one's lighting yeah. fuses anymore. No one's, none of these guys are, are typically burning their fingers off. These are, everything is uh, you know, electronic and computerized. And they even, they even now have the ability, and Gruchis doing this, to, uh, to light fireworks off of drones. See, I, we were talking about this um, before 4th of July. I was saying... Yeah. I bet you, I said, uh, let's make a bet. I bet you someone starts strapping uh, Roman candles and stuff to drones or whatever. And I've, I've sent you a few of these things that I've seen on reels <laughs> where people are doing that. I yeah. saw a guy with a remote control plane strap a Roman candle to it. It's a seaplane. It takes off on this little lake. You see a guy across the lake just peacefully paddleboarding, stand-up paddleboarding across the and this idiot with his plane flies around the guy, starts doing circles, shooting Roman candles at the guy. The guy falls off. You hear all the people laughing and everything. I'm like, yes, that's like a that's like a terrorist attack. You know what I mean? It is. Yeah. It really is. And that's and that's what you. Anyone who like I'm libertarian in a lot of ways, where I'm like, you know, the government definitely shouldn't choke you down with regulations. But my friends who are like, everything should be legal. There should be no laws. Human beings could take care of each other. I say to you, watch every 4th of July and be like, tell me that we don't need some laws and regulations. Yeah, tell me the guy wrapping his hands around right. a mortar. Right. Like, like, he doesn't need to be protected by a law. Well, he doesn't. He should just, you know, whatever he gets, he gets. But it's the fortunate thing is it's never just that person. It's always someone else on a paddleboard just peacefully going across the lake who's like, what in the hell? You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm reading some of these. There's a list. I just pulled it up because you said it. Yeah, do do, there, a, do everyone should do a, like a Google News search on firework accidents. There's a there, someone in Summers, Connecticut, made the list in USA Today. A, a girl, 16 year old girl, injured uh, injured when an illegal fireworks display uh, tipped over and launched towards the crowd, which is another thing. Yeah, you don't think that you could just be like, oh, my neighbors are shooting them off. We'll go over and watch. But if your neighbor is an idiot, stay home because if the things tip over, they're not set up right. It's a real, it's a real bad day for everybody. Yeah, and the, the thing about it is, you know, the professionals know what they're doing, right? So, for a like, reason. when you hear like, you know, like, oh, the, the Gucci brothers are are blasting fireworks off of drones. <laughs> I happen to have a drone in my garage. That's not something for an amateur to do, <laughs> right? You know that. In fact, that actually invites, that invites like lawsuits, uh, mm. EMTs. Your ho your hospital triage. That that that's what that's, that invites. That's yeah. When you when you plan on using explosives and you're like can you get me the duct tape that's usually 
the first inclination, nothing is going to go well. No, it's a, it's it, it's already it's already got a disaster screaming at it already. Oh, I'm I'm glad that you uh, I'm glad that you weren't around here for the fireworks. Then I did talk to Steve. He told me that the fireworks were good. He went down to the uh, the riverfront to the to the riverfront. Yeah, he said it was nice. But again, do I want to watch fireworks? And then dependent upon what the turd factor is, do I want to smell Bondi's Island while I'm watching fireworks? <laughs> You know, methane is a flammable gas. <laughs> just keep you, that in mind. You imagine you see the, the thing explodes and then just a trail of blue flame right down to Bondi's <laughs> and the whole thing blows up. And then everyone's standing there, just just lops of turd landing on people's heads that they all scream and run for cover. I, well, all while Lee Greenberg is playing. It builds up to be an American. Meanwhile, turds being flown all over the city. <laughs> Poor Richie Neal and Dom, Dom gets in his perfect hair. <laughs> it's eight twenty six with Bax and Nagel and Marty. It's eight twenty nine with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni and Rock one hundred two. So, so while you were gone and enjoying your lovely time in New Hampshire. Steve and I had our first big rift in this friendship that we've had for 15 years. We usually agree on a lot. But we had a uh, the president of the hot dog, I want to say this right, the president of the hot dog and sausage uh, lobbying committee or whatever it was, this guy Eric something, came out and said that if you are over 18 and put ketchup on a hot dog, you're a child and it's immature and it shouldn't happen. <laughs> I took very much issue with this. It really bothered me. And then uh, Steve uh, said that uh, he agrees. He believes the age is 13. Over 13, you shouldn't put ketchup on a hot dog. I love ketchup on a hot dog. I told him we would have this discussion, mm -hmm. and I would ask you when you got back, are you a ketchup or a no ketchup on a hot dog guy? Uh, you know, I don't really believe that there's a lot of rules when it comes to uh, to certain things. I mean, if you like ketchup, well, that's that's your business. Right. Uh, sometimes I just like a like a bald hot dog. Right. Dry, bald hot dog. Bald hot I like dog. A, I like the dog. I like it bald. Mm. But I also am a big fan of the Chicago style. Which hot I've dog. never had. Fantastic. What goes in the Chicago style hot dog? Uh, mustard. Okay. Onions. Okay. Celery salt. Ooh. All tomatoes. Right. All right. A, a pickle spear. Wait, like whole tomato, like like they no like like, like diced diced okay. tomatoes. All right. uh, a whole pickle spear, and then like hot peppers on top of that. Usually on a poppy seed roll. Oh boy, that's good. Oh, and uh, also there is this relish that they use which is it's not a green that necessarily comes from nature it's like a brownish kind of relish or? no it's like it, it's it's so green it's like a like a forest like a, oh, okay. a the brightest forest green you ever saw in your life it's it's unnatural but it, it's delicious so i've never had relish you've never never had relish <laughs> in my life no so, not a sweet or, or dill relish no the only time i've had relish it was brown relish. Oh yeah, no. And it was no, but I it was at a hot dog place. Mm -hmm. I do like hot dogs. Yeah. There's a hot dog place in Connecticut called Blackies. Blackies. Mm -hmm. Where in Connecticut? So it's like maybe like Waterbury area. Oh, okay. There. That's a hall. Uh yeah. There's also a really great one off 95 down somewhere around Milford that I've had. That. But anyways, they have this rel and the guys like you gotta have the relish on the dog. It's the thing you have to. Have. 
And it was good. It's spicy, but it was good. Okay. So I don't know, per se, what relish would taste like on a hot dog. It tastes like relish okay. on a hot dog. Is relish chopped up pickles? Essentially, yes. Yeah. Okay. So you're putting a pickle on the hot dog and more chopped up pickles on a hot dog. That's correct. And tomatoes. And so Well, so salt. the relish is a sweet relish, but then you have the dill pickle on top. So it's oh, basically so two different flavors. Okay. All right. Well, this that actually leads me to another question. Yeah. Now, so you're not against ketchup on a hot dog. You have no I wouldn't I wouldn't judge a person right. because I mean, I wouldn't necessarily think uh, very highly of them, but I wouldn't necessarily, you know, be critical uh, verbally. I that feels very judgy. I feel I feel like if we're all just It's barbecuing. it's not ju- judgy if I keep it to myself. Okay. All right. Or See, tell other well, people Nagel, about. Well, Nagel would not keep it to himself. He's adamant that I am a child for this. And he has fried onions on his hot dog from White Hot. Oh, yeah, that's good, though. I, I We had it. And yeah. I, I mean, White Hot makes a great dog. Don't get me wrong. But with the fried, I was like, ugh. Ugh? Ugh. Oh, ugh. no. Fried onions could and go on anything. the Chicago dog, I want to try, but I feel like with all that stuff, all that crap on a dog, do you even taste a hot dog? I love fried onions so much, I put them on a birthday cake if I had to. I, I, I like the fried I onions on the burger, the right, cheeseburger. Yeah, there. I love it. I love okay, it. Okay, so this is the other question because we were talking about... Uh, so, Pineapple. So then we're talking off air. Yeah. And we're just laughing about how silly it is and how invested people are in this decision. He goes, Oh, that's funny. He goes, You know, you talk about this or, you know, it's like pineapple on pizza, Marty. Everyone, I go, I have very strong feelings. He goes, I know, I know, I hate it too. And I said, I love pineapple on pizza. (laughs) So it's like Seinfeld. Now we're having an argument off air about pineapple on pizza. We're like, We'll just save it for the radio (laughs) in the morning. Are you a pineapple on pizza guy? I had it. I don't hate it. Thank you. But I would never order it. Okay. Because to me, there are so many better options. Like that, like of, of all the pizzas I could have, it would be my least enjoyable topping on a pizza. Okay. So I don't hate it, but not. A, but I don't like it enough to ever go out this? of my way for it. Nagel comes out and tells me hamburger on pizza is gross. I would prefer sausage over hamburger. All right. Any day. Fine. I, mean, I know some people like Hamburg. To me, it doesn't ha- it didn't it doesn't embellish the taste. I feel like from Western Massachusetts, Hamburg pepperoni mushroom, great pizza. Maybe some peppers. All right, okay, that's good. good um, solid combo. What are your toppings of choice then? If you don't like a you don't like a Hawaiian, you never just order up a Hawaiian. No, no. a little bit of ham, some pineapple, no. some bacon crumbles. No, never, never. What do you get? What's your well? Uh, yeah, pepperoni is good. Okay. Uh, pepperoni and sausage is even better. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, if if I'm if I'm uh, if I'm sharing a pizza with somebody, yeah, I would never order this. But if I were doing it on my own, um, I wouldn't mind an anchovy now and then too. Oh, gross! I actually like anchovies on pizza a oh, lot. Oh God, I love that. Oh, see now I'm judging you. Why? That's a classic. You won't order a pineapple, but you'll order a little dead fish. That's right. Oh. Next to the dead. Pork and beef uh, products that I've put on these things too. Yeah, but they, you don't. They don't like I want nothing but dead head. animals on top of it. <laughs> it's just, just littered with cow heads. I don't care if it's roadkill. I just want it, dead animals want, on top of my pizza. I want it all dead, and I want it all on my pizza. Uh, well, okay, so how? So if you're adventurous, yeah, and you're it's not anchovy, but you're adventurous. Do you ever order like the buffalo chicken or the steak sure. and cheese pizza? Sure. Yeah, you'll do that, but you won't order a Hawaiian pizza. Yes, I'll get that before I get a Hawaiian pizza. I really, I don't know. I can't. With I mean, you. I also like to, I haven't been down to uh, to New Haven 
for pizza. And I mean, you, I, I've never been down never? there. Never? Never. <gasps> and I kind of want to try the, the, the clam pizza. That sounds uh, intriguing to me. So Never been down. Peppy's makes a great pie. You don't even have to go all the way there to get a pe- Have you ever had Peppy's at all at any No. Time? Believe it or not, uh-huh. I have not. I mean, if you want to take a field trip, I mean, this week's tight, but if you want to take a field trip after one of these shows, we can go right Manchester, Connecticut has a Peppy's. That's that's they reasonable. They make a real good pie, but down in New Haven, Sally's. Yeah. It's always a big thing between Sally's and and Peppy's. <sighs> 839. That's right, 839. Time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. Uh, the Powerball jackpot tonight is at $650 million. If you win, you can uh, get it all in a lump sum for $328.3 million, which doesn't even seem worth it to me. Uh, a winner will be able to choose between the annuitized prize over 30 years or take the lump Uh yeah, there's always an argument who's, which who's which one take, makes the most amount of sense. Yeah, who's taking the annuitized? You're taking a lump at that, right? I, you know, I think uh, if you take the lump, you know, you're taxed that just one time, and that's it. As opposed to you take it every thirty, you know, every yeah. year for thirty years, you're paying taxes thirty times. I don't even know what really. It probably is all a wash at some point, but. I, I mean, I feel like the, I take the lump just so that if I want to be ridiculously irresponsible with the money. Also, who knows where the economy's going or the government's right. going. You, they might, yeah, we always said that, but things have changed, and now the budgets are tightened, so we've eliminated lottery winners. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you take the lump, you're allowed to be irresponsible right away. Right. That's the best right. part about it. As opposed to... You take it over the course of 30 years. You have to have to pace out your irresponsibility. Right. It's the bird in the hand or two in the bush. I take the bird in the hand. And I just keep smashing it till feathers are flying everywhere. And I'm like, we am rich. You, you know, know, I've never understood the two in the bush. No. <laughs> the bird in the hand, I get it. But uh, two in the bush, I don't even know what that the, is. What they're trying to say is uh, you'd have to release the bird in your hand to go after the two in the bush, which doesn't really make sense now that, you're, now that you've made yeah. the point. Think about you it. you could still hold the one in your hand and go after the other one in the bush. Yeah, right. And, you know, I don't even know. You probably even get two if you really, if you take the two hands together and you smash them, you could probably get three birds all at once. That's a stupid saying. It's a dumb saying. It really is. It's really, when you think about it. Also, uh, Mega Millions tomorrow night uh, sits at $480 million. Now, you imagine what it must be like. Because, you know, a lot of people play both games. Sure. Because if you lose one, you've always got a chance at the other. Backup, yeah. What happens? The outside chance, infinitesimally small chance. You won both. You win both. Oh. Suddenly you're talking about like $1.2 billion. I think we all know exactly what you do in this scenario. You do the most sensible, grounded thing you can do as a billionaire. Mm-hmm. You find a submarine company. You sign up to go see the bottom <laughs> You're right. That's the most reasonable thing to do. I mean, what could go wrong, Max? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that, that, well, that makes the most amount of sense. You're right about that. Right, right, yeah. Right. I think the first thing I would do is if I won one or the other or both, the first thing I would do is probably uh, take a shower and change my clothes because I believe the way my body would open up <laughs> and soil myself, I would need to do 
uh, some sort of hygiene. But would you even, or would you just hire somebody to clean you as though you were like an elephant at the zoo? What if I just want? I wouldn't have hired that person yet. No, that's and, true. And you that's don't true. want to be filthy during the interview no, process. You know what you do? You just do it, and then you look at your wife and you go, can you please clean me? <laughs> and if she's like, no, you're like, oh, I really think you should. Yeah. yeah. This is a test of our love. <laughs> And she's going to say, well, you know, uh, I get half anyways. <laughs> you're $1.1 billion. I own half of it. That's so That's keep true. that in mind. Well, let me ask you this. So so if I win either of those, you have stated publicly, all I got to do is cut you a check for a million and it changes your life. Sure. I'm committing to you now that if I win, I will cut you a check for a million. All right. Now, and then to be fair, to be- <laughs> if I win. You'll order a pineapple pizza. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. But if but if I win, yeah, I promise yeah. today you will never hear from me again. <laughs> okay, then I can make I can make all this Rock 102 money, fill it in for you. You can have it. You can have it. Boston Venter Nicholas Spagnola, best known locally for his attempted reinvigoration of Club Castaway in Whaley, Porn of the Corn, Porn of the Corn, uh, is part of another partnership uh, that bought a Holyoke landmark. Last Friday, Spagnola and his business partner, Messis uh, Kumjian, I'm probably butchering the hell out of that name, but uh, uh, they bought Jay's Bed and Breakfast at 1109 Dwight Street for $610,000. Holyoke Inn was uh, built in 1880. It's a 1,700-square-foot building uh, near Our Lady of the Holy Cross Church in the Highlands, and uh, they do not plan to reopen it. As a B&B, instead they are looking to reopen it as either veterans housing or rehabilitation facility or sober home, maybe even housing for senior citizens. But it will not be a bed and B and B. Maybe. However, <laughs> yeah, you know this is you know people involved in Club Castaway. Um, maybe they turn it into a marijuana. Bed and breakfast, the the token, the yoke. Oh, 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 that's good. That's <laughs> thank good. You, thank yeah. you. Get Highlands and the Lowlands. Right. Yeah, there you go. That's right. <laughs> but I'm thinking that uh, you know, does Holyoke need? Uh, uh, does they do they need a place for the elderly, or do they need to bring back gentlemen's entertainment back to Holyoke? I, I mean, agree. you know, club castaway. Had been around for an awful long period of time. You Ray have Street all that pubs. economic renewal, and then nowhere for anybody to spend it in one bill at a time. Now, the-, the one and only time I was at the Ray Street Pub, there were plenty of people uh, who were veterans and senior yeah. citizens, and probably could use a sober home. Maybe yeah. there's a way to combine it all so that there's plenty of uh, pole dancing and a shower an hour at uh, the old at the old uh, at the old inn. They used to have shower in the hour and uh, Webster Mass at a place called the Fuzzy Grape. Really? Didn't oh yes, uh, yes. And in my twenties, my friends and I—I I think it was a bachelor party or something—we made our way out to Webster for the Fuzzy Grape. And I'm not exaggerating when I say this: the decor was wall to wall and up the wall. Purple carpeting, shag purple carpeting. Oh, and, that's nice. And the middle was a stage shaped like a grape. And the lady would sit on the stage and it would spin around like a record player. Really? Oh, yeah. And then they would say, shower hour. Then all of a sudden they'd wheel out this sad shower. And then the girl would just take a shower. But most of the girls were just, they were just trying to get clean. They're like, this is a free shower. Yeah. So it sounded you, like the place where you'd need a shower. Yeah. It was it was not appetizing. It was, I don't think the race, I never went to the race street pub. 
Uh, but we were talking about how it ended there, and I thought that it ended with gunfire. But uh, I think my other theory is that uh, they made a bad business decision, that maybe um, they switched over currency when they released the Sacogia dollar. <laughs> yeah, that, that was so hard to fit in a G-string. kept so, falling right through. So many eye injuries as they were oh, throwing yeah. them at the uh, – the Yeah, so – so I agree with you. I think that uh, you know these uh, these exotic dancers need somewhere to go. Mm. Well, you know the, the Mardi Gras is not uh, in operation right now. So um, is that permanently going to close, or you think it's you think it'll reopen? I don't. You, you know, I I think I've heard a lot of stories, and I don't I don't feel comfortable saying what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if I think that part, you know, that physical area will not go back to being a strip club. Huh. I've heard stories about how it may Could, uh, find itself into another building, huh. uh, but I don't know that for sure. I just feel bad for all those ladies that are out of work, you know? I know. You go into 350 Grill now and Brandy with an eyes, you're a short order cook. Hey, <laughs> 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 I, I don't know. I, I, I still think uh, 350 is a great place to go. But I, 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 I actually liked, I really, I had a great meal there. And they had like, ja it was so classy. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like really a nice, classy thing offset by walking out to your car. And there was, you know, the uh, clientele of the Mardi Gras on a Friday night. Yeah, but, you know, you it's, know? it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, listen, it's a gentleman's club. Only gentlemen mm -hmm. were going in there with their top hats and monocles. <laughs> Hmm, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Please cash this hundred for your finest one dollar bills. <laughs> yeah, so uh so there's uh so there's that and well, uh, so we'll I find out a, what's going on there. I love a good story about any Western Mass uh exotic entertainment facility. Well, you know, there for a while we had they were they were coming out of the woodwork to be dancing in the Springfield area. Now you it's you really gotta it's, you really kind of venture out and try to find it. It's, uh, it's not as easy. Up, it's taking all these jobs. Not as easy. We're losing all the good jobs. Summer may have spoiled, uh, maybe spoiled for swimmers in Massachusetts. High levels of human waste were found at 50 beaches around the Bay State. Uh, among these beaches, uh, Agawam's uh, Robinson State Park, uh, the beach there. You might not want to dip your toe into that. Uh, the South Be uh, Pond Beach in Southwick ain't looking so hot. Other places, uh, and of course, uh, was it ever looking hot? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, were you ever like, hmm, we're gonna get to the beach? We're <laughs> Southwick, <laughs> surf's up, surf's up, bro. The uh, high levels of waste are likely due to recent rainfall that has uh, washed bacteria into the water, mm. uh, much like it has done in the Connecticut and Mill Rivers. Uh, violent thunderstorms on Saturday caused an, uh, another overwhelmed Springfield combined stormwater raw sewage system. Uh, to dump 9 million gallons of untreated human waste into the Connecticut and Mill Rivers. Do, 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 do. Turdcast, brought to you by Bernie's Diamond Depot. Oh, sorry, <laughs> <there>. <laughs> Residents in Springfield, West Springfield, Agawam, and Longmeadow warned to avoid contact with the river for at least 48 hours oh. after release. This story uh, happened uh, on Saturday, which means today would be your first opportunity to jump into I'm, the water. I'm going to go out on a limb there. That probably also means don't fish there, right? I'm guessing. Uh, yes. Uh, not only don't fish there, but uh, <laughs> you want to wait 48 hours to fish or swim just in time for today's thunderstorms and uh, and rainfall, which uh, some of those thunderstorms could be severe, uh, high of 77, 
Not exactly uh, when tomorrow it reaches 90. Tomorrow would not be the best day to start canning balling into the uh, Connecticut oh, River. God, is there ever a good day? Uh, no, I don't I don't think there is, especially so close to a to a rainstorm. How how have we not fixed that by this? It's this it's being worked on now. It's just, you know, they're they're yeah. not uh, they haven't uh, finished it. Chickabee did. We we did the combined sewer overflow. I'm not listen, I'm not saying who's better or worse. I'm just saying Chickabee on the ball. We were able to get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're not throwing turd in the river anymore. <clears throat> Can't blame think- us. You know, I think this is the way these things are supposed to work. You know, yeah, I think that's it's do it's doing its job. But you know, when you talk about you know gallons of uh, human effluent, as they're talking <laughs> about it, effluent. Uh, being so close to affluent. Yes. Well, in Longmeadow, <laughs> you, you, it's, it's, the affluent <laughs> effluent is not something you bargained for when you bought that overpriced house. But uh, you know, when you're talking about gallons in the millions i mean you know you think think about uh think about the uh, the 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 dairy uh you know department at your local grocery store they don't have nine million gallons of anything like you don't have nine million gallons of milk they don't have that they don't even anything close to that so try to imagine you're now in a sea of a if you poured nine million gallons of anything into like a, a a a swimming pool you wouldn't want to jump into it think about that being dumped into the river after every rainstorm well, i'm doing some quick numbers right now in my head how many is the population of springfield roughly you think what uh two hundred thousand or so springfield proper so two hundred thousand. we last week we had 13 million yes how much effluent are these people in springfield producing that we have 13 million. I mean, what's 200,000 divided by 13 million? Don't, wanna, don't ask me. It's I a can't, lot. I can't do that kind of math. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, it means that the Springfield metropolitan area, and I'm not just talking about Springfield. It's all of us, every single one of us, all responsible for this. This may be the most regular part of the country. Because <laughs> we are doing our business. We're all full of effluent, <laughs> if you will. That's putting it mildly. <laughs> Again, the uh, the weather uh, today not looking great. Rain, thunderstorms, uh, some could be severe. A high of 77 for tomorrow, partly cloudy, and a high of 90. It's 71 degrees right now. In De- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.58 in Green Day with Vax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Back again. Uh, <laughs> just about made it back from the bathroom. Just about. Uh, hey, uh, real quick from uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week. Uh, last week, I played uh, an interview with uh, Kenny Aronoff, who has been the drummer for John Mellencamp and a million other people, one of the most recorded drummers in history, originally from Stockbridge, and uh, playing at this uh, this really cool event. Uh, I believe that's like at the uh, the fifteenth. That's this week. Uh, the Jim Ursay collection. Jim Ursay is the owner of the of the uh, Indianapolis Colts. I saw that that he was on tour and stuff. He's on he's on tour, but what's amazing about this? Jim Ursay is also this major collector of rock and roll memorabilia, and he's taking that collection from city to city. And on top of that, there's a free concert a- a- along with it. And so uh, Kenny Haranoff is uh, is in this band with sure. Mike Mills from REM and uh, you know a bunch of other people. It's really really cool. So you can hear that on uh, on on the podcast today. Uh, my guest is uh, Joe Keithley from the band DOA, 
who are, they're celebrating the 40th anniversary of their album War on 45. He's got a brand new solo album out. He's also the city councilor of Burnaby, British Columbia, the uh, the third largest city in the province. It's a city of like 250,000 people. What a weird shift going from being in a hardcore band to the <laughs> the would, city counselor in a place bigger than Springfield. You would think so. And uh, he also goes by another stage name, which I I cannot say on the air, oh, so okay. you could always look that up and say, "Oh yeah, I can see why you can't mention." Is that it on the thunder? Air. No, he, no. I'll, I'll not... tell you. I'll tell you about it off the air. <laughs> okay, but there's, uh, right. but it's hard to imagine that a guy with that stage name could get elected to anything. <laughs> Does but... it involve a g-string and is his name Thunder? No, no. no right. it, it's uh, it's not quite. But this is his second term in office, so he's a really impressive guy. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, on Rock102.com. Brought to you by ZM Home Buyers. Well, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I mean, do you uh, got anything? No, I was just going to ask you a question, but it's, it's okay. Go ahead. Okay. No, I'm, okay. You do your thing. You well, because I'm, I'm going to go into uh, more commercials here. Oh, okay. That's All right. fine. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 It's 9 o'clock on Rock 102. <laughs> G 